two hours about nothing because it was never recorded. Because it was never recorded. Yeah. Did it even happen? If a tree falls in the woods, does it make a noise? We already covered that. <laughs> we already talked about the concept of perception. <laughs> Similar to, uh, with the uh, if they never heard, cat. If they never heard that episode, do they know we talked about it? Did it happen? Yeah. Who knows? They could be lost in the dark. The observer. You need the you need an observer. Or a watcher after a very long conversation about random ass Marvel shit <laughs> and comic book stuff. How did we start on that? We were talking about Oh, Ten Rings. Ten Rings, that's right. Yeah. And then at some point in time it devolved into How did we get from Ten Rings to Batman? Like we were on a whole Marvel kick and then we hit Batman. Oh, that was I me. know. No, it was me. It was me because I said kids on the internet are pissing me off because they're trying to compare Ben Affleck's Batman to Robert Patton's Batman, That's which hasn't right. fucking come out yet. So it's not fucking possible to rate that shit. <laughs> so you can't. Yeah. So you can't. So you dumbass kids need to stop putting up Robert Pattinson's Batman because it's not a thing yet. Thank you. <laughs> you dang kids. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. They're so good. How do you like that Pellegrino? It's a delicioso. Uh, I like that. Uh, I, like, it's, I like that. Italian. It's Italian. It's Italian. Yeah, for any of the any of the Italian listeners, I was asking because I'm way too lazy to look it up on whether or not. So when I was in Italy, they would refer to uh, like carbonated water as a uh, frizzante. Yeah, and I don't know fully what that word means, as well as if that's just like a slang term for carbonated water or if there's like a real if there's like a slang term or if it's a real term it's probably slang maybe i don't know yeah i feel like uh all of the italian that i've ever learned has been like largely formal so like i don't know a whole lot of like slang and i'm also not super sure like what type of because italian is like a it's a fairly formal language yeah to a certain degree at least from my understanding and uh so i i don't I don't know how much like slang gets thrown in. Yeah. Comparatively to like English or Spanish and stuff. There's which... a lot in Spanish. So particularly like Mexican Spanish, there's a lot of slang. So I learned Spanish in high school and I tried to communicate with my dad and my aunts in the high school Spanish that I learned. And they're like, no, you're saying it wrong. Super formal. Right. And they're like, no, you're saying it wrong. That's, you know, that's like Spanish, Spanish. This is how we say it. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck is it? Like, what is Spanish Spanish? Like, and then, so you're not talking, you're not speaking that real Spanish. Right. Yeah. So my dad ended up telling me, he's like, no, like this is like Mexican Spanish and this is how we say it like in LA. And I was just like, okay. I was like, okay, but I'm not wrong. Like my education is not wrong. It's just, yeah, it's like very formal. It's just not slang. It would be, it would be like a, like, yeah, it would, it would be as, cause like what you learn in school would be very similar to sim- similar to people who would speak like proper English. Yeah. Would just sound, it would sound weird. Yeah. Um, to be like very grammatically correct. Um, cause, cause a lot of what we use is like, even though the words themselves might not be slang, the, we speak in a very if informal way. Right. For the most part. Right. So. I get, a, I get away with the, the slang that I've learned, uh, on the job sites with my guys. <laughs> I feel like if I try to talk to them formally, they'd look at me like, well, just stop. Just stop talking to us. Well, I remember I remember when I was in high school, um, like 
almost my entire freshman class or sophomore class was uh, like already like Spanish speakers. And I, I was always, I kept always getting frustrated because I was like, this isn't fair. Yeah. Like you speak Spanish like fluently. Yeah. Like some of them as a first language. Yeah. I'm like, how are you in this class? And, and then some of them, like some, a lot of them, well, some of them like didn't do very well. And I was like, how are you not doing well? Like, what is happening? I also ran it. I was going to say I ran into that in my high school. It was like some of them spoke fluent Spanish and they were getting C's and D's. And it's like, wait a minute. I'm getting by with a B minus and I don't know Spanish. Yeah. How? And it, it comes down to that, the formalities. Yeah. Right. So because like if you're, if you're brought up, I think, I think this applies to a lot of languages for them. I could be, Probably. I could be very wrong. Yeah. Um, but like if you're brought up, you generally are speaking like what is common, right? The mm-hmm. like common verbiage. Yeah. Where like a lot of people aren't speaking proper by the book, like by the book type of thing. Right. right? So when we were like, when I was learning Spanish and probably the same with you was, uh, it was very much like formal, formal Spanish, um, correct, like very much correct. Um, like, uh, um, like verb, uh, not translations, um, conjugations, uh-huh. um, like proper st- sentence structure and all that, all of that. Stuff. Right. Um, and so the, it was like, because like at least some of the, my friends that were in the, cl- in the class were like, they were relying real heavily on like their understanding of it, but because it was so informal that it like, it just didn't apply. Yeah. And so even though they might've known the words to be able to put them together on paper in the way that it was supposed to be like cor- quote unquote correctly. Yeah they're like struggled because they didn't take the time to actually learn it. No, for sure. Like, so for one example, right. Um, there's a, there's a way to say us and then you guys, and then you guys informally or formally. Is that voy and so no, no, it's well that for Spanish, it's nosotros is us. And vosotros. Yeah. And vosotros is you. That's Italian. But no, vosotros. Oh, well, that one. Yeah. What I was saying was Italian. So there's vosotros is you all, but so is ustedes is you all, right? Yes. So in class, like you have to use vosotros. But then when you go into the real world and you use vosotros, they look at you and call you stupid. You're like, that's dumb. Like, just use ustedes. Like, nobody (laughs) uses vosotros. So I was like, I was like, but that's what I learned in school. But that's what they taught me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting, like learning Spanish because we, we, my freshman year when I was at the the private school, um, our, our teacher was, um, from Guatemala mm-hmm. and she had like a little bit of a, from what I remember, like a little bit of a different way to speak. Yeah. And then when I went to, when I went to the public school, we had a honky and he had like, what would be like the formal, like the very much formal Spanish speaking one. Right. Um, which is super weird. And I, cause I remember getting a lot of stuff wrong, um, going in cause they're like, our Guatemalan teacher like put her flair onto it. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, uh, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Yeah. I, I had my, my Spanish teacher was Mexican and well, the one, let's see, who did I have? I think they were all Mexican. Um, but when I tried to use slang, they were like, no, we don't do that in here. Hard pass. Yeah. You only use formal. <laughs> and I was like, Oh crap. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. We, uh, language in schools is tough. Yeah, it is. It's, it's. I feel like it's not a good way to learn. No, uh-uh. like there has. To, I feel like there has to be better ways to learn a language. Babble, babble. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried babble? I haven't. I've tried Duolingo. That's what I've been using. Yeah. 
they like from a lot of the things that I read about with like some of those app based ones, mm. they're like they're good. They seem to be good to get you at like a very base conversation level stand like understanding. Right. Um, from like a speaking and reading standpoint. Um, but like they at least from like Duolingo, what I was reading specifically on the Italian section was that it's uh like it'd be equivalent to like a high school level education mm-hmm. of like the language assuming you were to complete it yeah and be able to like fully conceptualize everything right um which in my opinion i was like hell yeah let's rock i mean that helps like as a beginner that would help a great deal um for me i i kind of gave up on it um two weeks in because it was basically the same structuring of sentences and i i knew all this yeah and i knew how to say all the words i knew how to like i knew you know you could test out i no, i didn't know that oh yeah you can you can like test out of um like like section sections within yeah. Duolingo. Okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't know that and I was just like, fuck, this is boring. Like I'm saying the same, like the cow went to eat, the dog went to sleep. <laughs> I was like, I know how to say all this. Like I need conversational Spanish. Well, you gotta build somewhere. Well you gotta build a base. Right, but I knew all that. So that base yeah. was irrelevant to me. <laughs> irrelevant. Yeah. But did you know it formally? I knew it formally and <laughs> informally. And informally. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's what I did for like the first when I was started back up in Duolingo, I was like, oh, I'm like, I remember a lot of these things. I was yeah. like, perfect. And I was just like testing out of all like the sections. I should just... give it another shot and test out. See, see how far I can test out before I actually need to start practicing. Yeah. Um, but most of my Spanish actually came from the, the early understanding from high school. But then later on in life, um, speaking with David, um, my aunts, my cousins, uh, David, David, David. Yeah. David, David. He speaks Spanish. Uh huh. He's Salvadorian. Oh Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would not have guessed that. Uh, yeah. Kat has helped me speak Spanish. Uh, a couple other people have helped me speak Spanish. So my Spanish has developed over the years through conversation with people who I asked to only speak in Spanish with me. Otherwise, I was never going to learn. Also, I hope they can all hear the coyotes. Oh, my God. They're down the hill. That sounds... Super close. Yes. Yeah, they're they're probably down the hill. Holy shit. Yeah. Probably got a. That sounds like a lot of them too. It's probably about eight. What is happening? They oh got a god. They probably found a kitty cat and oh god, had a feast. Poor kitty cat. What a god! What a god! This state is weird. <laughs> City is weird. Someone, oh god. I love it. Kind of. Do I love it? Do I really love it? Do you love am I, it? Am I being hyperbolic with Do my, my you phrasings? Love it? Um well anyway, language aside. <laughs> speaking of language. <laughs> is that <laughs> is, is language the way to go in on that one? <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, appropriate uh, uh language, uh formalities. Um, informalities, screaming coyotes. No, 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 screaming coyotes. Those are those are those are just a the uh, not an appetizer. <laughs> There's just like a little see. It's a little seasoning, a little flair. <laughs> um, but informalities and uh, informality, bad, right? Yeah. Like or not bad, but like you know maybe not the best practice, right? Right. And so speaking of best practices, we're <laughs> I wanted to talk about um, kind of like like a like warning signs yeah. about uh, trainers and especially like when you're going in and like trying to uh, find a trainer or wh- if you're working with a trainer when it might be like 
maybe it's time to find a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, See? Let's, that was, uh, I mean. I can make it work. It took you a hop, skip, and a jump, but we got there. It, you know, stream of consciousness works in mysterious ways. <laughs> it just kept flowing. Exactly. Yeah. That's you just you just I, go. I'm glad you didn't stop because if you would have stopped, that would have been it. You would have tripped and fell over, and then we would have to figure out another way to get back to it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a rolling stone. Yeah. Gathers yeah, no moss. Gathers yeah, no moss, and uh, if you stop, it's hard to get going again. That's right. So, <laughs> trainers. Yeah. So trainers. Um. So what what kind of, what kind of sparked this? Well, one. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they kind of made reference to, to some, some of these things. So I was like, all right, that's an interesting, like kind of concept. And, uh, I think because that was sitting at the forefront of my mind as I was working with like clients throughout the week, um, there were kind of like just conversations that were popping up that I was like, okay, I'm like, yeah, you don't want to, you know, from like clients who are working with people in the past. I'm like, no, you don't really want to do that. And like, ah, it's probably not good. Um, and it just had me thinking about one shit that I used to do, um, that I hopefully have gotten better at. And then two stuff that I've like seen other trainers, um, in like other environments do. Yeah. Specifically working at Equinox. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 24 hours, pretty notorious too. I've never worked at a 24, so I can't speak on that. I've seen it. It's, uh, knowing what I know now, looking back at it, then I'm like, damn, that's, uh, that's, that's what you went through. Oh. And then I also know of an athlete who, stopped CrossFit and went to an LA fitness or 24 hour fitness. And she was telling me how her personal trainer was telling her how to do deadlifts. And mind you, he was telling her that she needed to look up towards the sky and arch her neck backwards. Love it. Uh, she needed to roll her shoulders forward so that they were over the bar. At this point, I don't know if I believe you. No, I swear to God. Cause that's like, I could tell you off air who it is. I could tell you, I could tell you. <laughs> I, hold on one second. <laughs> After many, many, uh, accidental button presses, um, Eric told me who that was in the story and that's insane and I hate it. Yeah. I, I hated it when I found out, I told the athlete to come back and work with me and I will fix them and not, and never ever pay <laughs> that trainer another dollar ever again. Dude. Some of these, some of these gyms are wild. Cause they'll do, they'll do like a lot of it. Like sometimes they'll do like in-house certifications. Mm-hmm. And just like not do a whole lot of follow up post that. Yeah. Also, a lot of some of them, like I know uh, LA Fitness will do this where they'll like one, the salesperson will do like the 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 selling of training. Mm-hmm. So, like the the trainer, Equinox does this too, and I hate it. Yeah. To a certain degree. Um, but they, they like they won't let you like do take care of like the sales right from like start to finish. And then they'll also be like very much like regimented in the way that you have to do some of these things. Yeah. Um, and I know from a little bit of what I've learned through with LA fitness is some of it's a little bit predatory in the way that they go about it. Cause it's like forcefully making you fail Yeah. to kind of like heighten the effect of how much you need them. Yeah. Which is terrible practice in my opinion. Yeah. I don't, I don't know as far as beyond the sale. Cause my sister used to sell, um, appointments or, or personal training sessions. And she was just telling me like the goal of the salesman is just to sell. Like, yeah, yeah there's yeah. no real focus at, like you don't, you, not that she didn't care, but she was like, I, I have no control after what I, if I sell it, I sell it, but I have no control of what they do beyond that. So if they sell like a six, well, they'll, they'll do like session package. Well, they do like giant packages at LA fitness too. Yeah. It's like 60 or like 120 or something yeah. like that. Like they do these wild, like big ass packages. Yeah. Um, and then they pay and the trainers sh- like shit. Yeah. 
You, you pay. You get what you pay for, or well, well, you get what they paid for. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to like put. I never. I don't want to try and put like trainer, like young trainers down because I was one hundred percent in the boat of like having no goddamn clue what I was doing. Yeah. Oh, we we both were. Yeah, we talked about this yeah. before of like looking back at some of our like some of the old stuff and be like, oh my god. Well, why yeah and how did that not like fail like horrendously uh so i don't i don't want to like put them down so this isn't necessarily i think where where i'm thinking a lot with this is either a it's like the new trainer so if you're like if you're a coach or a trainer listening to this then like here's like in, in my opinion some like red flag or like warning signs red flags of like things that you shouldn't do yeah um and ideally change them or if, uh, or either you're also le- or looking at somebody who's like in the field for a long time and they're like jaded on the concept, mm-hmm. and so they're kind of just like going through the motions, right? And then, or and then the other part part person that could be listening to this would then be the like client side, yeah, of like, hey, what to look for, what, what to look for, right? In like, or not to look, for. like, yeah, what's no, the, you like, want to look for it, you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. How we, is that the right phrasing? <laughs> yeah. You want to look for these red flags so that you can avoid these specific trainers. Yes. Yeah. And again, I th- again, this isn't necessarily, if it's like a new person, this isn't a slight on them. No. Um, Cause it's just like, they don't know yet. Yeah. This is more of an informative speech or, or talk on what you should try and avoid while you're learning yeah. the system. Right. Things, things that change. Yeah. Um, Cool. So the first one, the first one that I have mm-hmm. is um, not doing an assessment. Ah, and then just like just, just jumping straight into like a workout or something. Going straight into it. Yes. That always like that bugs me. Yeah. Because uh, I know there's a lot of people who do that, and I don't understand how anybody is comfortable not how how anybody is comfortable to just take somebody into a workout. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, I think this goes into more so the people who are established as trainers versus new trainers. Um, because the people who are established as trainers, they have in their mind, they're they're in their mindset. They're just on a routine. They're like, all right, this is just another client. Let me put them through this workout, get paid for the day, get the fuck out of here. Well, even, even new, I mean, I know of new trainers who don't do assessments. Oh, okay. And I think that's frustrating. It's frustrating because a lot of, a lot of the courses that most people are going to be taking are going to teach you, some form of assessment right because you have to you have to give like a starting point mm-hmm. of where to take somebody I, re- I remember at our old at one of my old gyms they uh they were trying to push this idea of like giving people these like crazy ass hard workouts um from the very beginning it was a crossfit gym to kind of like exemplify the fact that they're really out of shape yeah and it's like you know that they're not in shape. Like if yeah. you walk in, you're like, and you're like, uh, if I, if I asked you, like, are you in shape? Like, you're going to be pretty confident in saying like, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> like, or yes, or like, or some variation in between. Yeah. Um, but like, I find it, especially knowing what I know now, it, I find that like such a dangerous concept and such oh. a dangerous practice. Oh, I agree. I mean, that's, that's why, you know, most should, if they don't, they need to start. CrossFit gyms have that foundations course yeah. or, or, or beginners classes or whatever you want to call them, right? To establish that. Um, Just where they are. Scale, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? Because the whole point of the assessment, and there's, I mean, there's a bajillion ways that you can do them. 
but it's to it's to one see where your client is at whether just like physically right like so for me for example um i do a pretty basic um like just movement screening mm-hmm. from the like that's it from like from, from a consultation side right so i take people through like ranges of motion both active and passive to see like just how do they move and get an idea of any like limitations that they have knowing that like if i'm testing somebody in like a squat and i'm watching them like not squat or i mean there's so many things that can go wrong but yeah. like say it's terrible like that leads me to go okay probably not going to throw a barbell on their back anytime soon yeah um or like i do like some bat like also do like a balance thing with it and it's like okay you can barely stand on one leg mm-hmm. now i know that i'm probably not going to be doing any like balance based work right off the bat right right or i'm going to have to regress it pretty aggressively to like eventually get you to that point yeah so like from like an injury preventative standpoint that's super important from like an appropriate like goal like appropriate when we're looking at like goal setting mm-hmm. like you have to you have to have a starting point yeah um i know some places like when i was at equ- no, at my old, uh, at the gym that I was in in Chicago, um, we used to do a, like, we would also throw in like a strength assessment mm. that was part of it, which I think is, can be largely okay. Dependent. Right. Yeah. Depending on, on what you use, what you put them through safely. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of that was like, it was machines, which whatever, you know, you can say what you want about it. And I don't necessarily, eventually I stopped doing yeah. what that was and kind of made my own, um, very much client dependent, mm-hmm. um, but it, at the very least, it was a safe way that I can kind of test a little bit of some like base level strength to yeah. see where they're at. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I agree with you, right? Like that's a starting point. You, as we noted way earlier in our career here, is you start somewhere, you develop your own mindset or, or skill set to, to grow your, your athletes. And I can think back to one is where like my, uh, a good friend of mine uh, who I worked with at Riot, he wanted to get back into working out. And I told him, I was like, all right, cool. I was like, we have to set up a day where I can be at LA Fitness with you so I can watch you move through everything. I spent like an hour, hour and a half with him. Um, ended up writing program for him for about a month, two months. He loved it, right? Like I put him through the first one. Um, I watched everything he was doing. I only gave him stuff he knew how to do. Um, I threw little challenging things at him, like one-legged things, because he could balance, um, but we yeah. just wanted to push a little more. But I always told him, I was like, hey, if you're ever having trouble with something, either film it or send me the question and I'll send you a video to what you should look at to kind of mimic if I'm not available. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you got to start somewhere. You have to assess them. Otherwise you are putting them at risk as, as the trainer, they're putting themselves at risk as the client. Your gym is being put at risk. Oh yeah. I mean, a liability as well. Um, yeah. I mean it, it, in the assessment, technically never stops right also is an important piece a piece to note um you know you can have somebody come in and like just kill it right but depending depending on the goal and what it is that they're doing like you're always kind of constantly assessing to see like because you also have to look at like progressions or regressions depending so for example there's a there's a person that i'm working with who from the assessment looked terrible (laughs) like overall movement was not great yeah so I, w- I was like man we were like we really have to push this back but because of the sport that they do when we i tested some other things i was like you are wildly capable in things that you based off of our assessment mm-hmm. like you shouldn't be able to do 
which was really weird to me, yeah. which honestly was kind of the first time I've ever seen that where like when we would do, we ended up doing today, for example, we were doing like a, like an, like an ice skater type of like, not the plyometric, but like the, like a crossover, like lunge type of thing. Oh, like the, like the backstep. Yeah. Like back where your leg like comes down and across, yeah, yeah, yeah. like some people will call it like a bowler lunge or yeah. a bowler squat or something like that. So we were doing something similar to that today. And, uh, and I was like, I'm curious to see based off of, you know, how the they la- can last, little, last little bit that we've been moving. And I'm like, this is like perfect. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, interesting. Like now this is pushing, this is like pushing my brain to go back into like the, the plan that I wrote up. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was like, okay, there's abilities here, but I know in these, uh, in these other movements, like not so much. Right. So like now it's like replanning and reorganizing like the, you know, the progressions that I have yeah. for them to get you know, to build it up based off of new information that I've been gathering. Right. So it's, it, it's not like a one and done shot, like one stop shop. Yeah. You have to keep doing it as you progress, as they progress, I should say. Right. Right. And then, you know, also it's, it's like you're saying, it's, you're constant, constantly observing, right. They may not tell you that they rolled their ankle the morning of their session going for a jog or a walk. That's also true. And, And you'll see them come in and for some reason they're leaning to one side or the other. And you're like, huh, so you have to be on, you have to be observant. You have to be like, Hey, did you do something funky today? Like, is there a reason why you're leaning to the left or to the right? Or you're not hitting depth? Cause yesterday we were doing just fine. Like, Oh yeah. And then they'll, you know, they'll, you can pull it out of them, but they're not going to tell you if it's something simple like that. But we know like you roll your ankle, that's going to screw you up for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's like, going to affect your movements in so yeah. many ways. Cause your, your body's hesitant to move. Your body is hesitant to use the, that specific area um you know it, it wants to protect it yeah you, you protect it starts compensating i mean realistically every day every day that i'm like with or working with somebody the assessment might like daily assessment begins once they're in line of sight mm-hmm. right because i like for me because i'm also a fucking weirdo when it comes to like watching people move it's like i'm watching their gait i'm watching how they move i'm watching their hips their shoulders like all these things as they like just strut into the door yeah. before doing anything and it is always a fun like magic trick when I'm like, I'm like, what'd you do to your knee or yeah. what, like, what's going on uh, like that foot? And like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm watching you. I'm, I can see you're limping. Yeah. And even if it is subtle and they're just like, what you goddamn psych, like what's going yeah. on, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of cool. Right. But it also shows professionalism too, being like, I am obviously paying attention to yeah, you and right. my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but like from assessments, right? Like from that, like say like an initial assessment of somebody walking in the door for the very first time you're meeting them. Like there's so many ways to go about this. Like you can look up, um, oh my God, what the hell is it called? Uh, it's uh, an FMS. There we go. It's a functional movement screen. Oh. Right. There's, there's like a contraption that you can buy, which is wildly expensive for plastic. It's like $300. It's Jesus. weird. It's super weird, but if you like look up like an FMS screening, right, and you can use that really well to be able to get like a rough idea of um, people's abilities from like a movement standpoint, right? Because it yeah. looks at like overhead squat, it looks like um, looks at your hip hip ability, it looks like a balance thing with like a it's called an inline inline lunge. Um, shoulder range of motion is tested. Um, there's a balance thing that's tested. Like there's a bunch of thing like parts to it Mm -hmm. to kind of give you at least like some baseline of like, okay, here are some like general deficiencies that you can work on. And then obviously, and then the, for the testing post that when you actually get into any like exercises and movements is that's a huge topic of conversation with like so many variables, but at the very least you can start there. Right. Right. Just 
EXRX, um, Google it. You'll see like assessment forms. Um, you can like, it'll give you videos on assessments and stuff. Um, it's a very old website that still exists and I think is still currently being updated, which is amazing. Like a shit ton of free resources um, from like training stuff to books to like articles. Like it's awesome. I love it. I still use it today. Um, but that's like a good resource that you can go to or just YouTube training or assess- like yeah. a trainer assessment or yeah. something like that, to at least to get you going. Um, so that at least you have something to start off with. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. Like you said, like, you know, you've said, we've noted before, it's very beginners assessments or beginners courses are very important for the rest of their athletic career, no matter the sport. Um, and then kind of leading, I guess, leading next into that one. The other one that I had was like, a. um, fuck what I write it was uh oh so like not focusing on like corrective exercises mm-hmm. oh wait before we go back oh, uh, before yep, we move on to corrective exercise uh, another thing for the assessment what's also important for the assessment not just throwing them into the workout because you throw them into a hard workout and they fail you're I mean you're setting them up for failure to begin with but that's a whole mentality loss that you lose from your client they're they're defeated they're upset they're depressed because oh I like I can't you know can't work out or like I'm you know, things start going through their mental. Like, you know, we just talked about mental, right? They feel defeated. Yeah. No one wants to go to the gym. They're already, you know, they're already looking to make their lives better. As a trainer, it's not our job to make their lives worse, to start to show them how <laughs> pathetic they are. To, yes. Right? Like, that is not our job. Our job is to move them in the right path, but not by putting them down or having them put themselves down because they couldn't do a workout. Very good point. Yeah. Very worthwhile point to go back to. Uh, I get, yeah, let's keep talking on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like the mind, the mindset is uh, such an important part to the entire process because people are like, if people are coming in one, it's already a lot to ask for help. And then two, right. Because you can kind of assume some like thinkings behind it, right? Like all, everything that you just said, like maybe a little bit of lack of confidence, lack of, uh, um, self-esteem, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that you couldn't do it yourself type yeah. of thing. Right. And then on top of that, you're now introducing yourself to it or they're introducing themselves to a, a stranger, right? Which is a one already vulnerable yeah. where most people like want to present themselves in the best light. Like we all brush and floss like wild men mm-hmm. before we go to the dentist. Yeah. As if the dentist isn't going to be like, you haven't been brushing and flossing. Yeah. They're going to be like, Oh nice. You did it one time. You did it today. Yeah. Cool. I can tell because your gums are wildly inflamed. Yeah. Right now, so, I'm going to stick a needle in there and scrape everything else out. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so people always want to put their best foot forward in like a stranger situation, especially a vulnerable situation. Right, and to then like beat them down by like forcibly making sure that they don't succeed, like that's also not a great way to build a relationship. No, and and any capacity because mm-hmm. you're especially if they ever manage to find out that like that was the basis of like their assessment was to make them look bad yeah. and feel bad, so that way they would buy from you. I wouldn't if I ever found that out. Like, I would, I would be like rage, yeah, type of thing, yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, I think it is important to like, it is important to keep keep that stuff in mind as you are talking through people because you're you're putting them in a position where they're likely not going to succeed mm-hmm. more often than not. Um, and so if you make them feel bad about not succeeding in something that they don't do, like yeah, they're you're gonna they're gonna turn down or turn it down or yeah. like be turned off about it. Right. And then, you know, then that tarnishes the, their potential for finding somebody else. Right. Cause now they're going to have their guard up every single time that they're going to go talk to another trainer or mm-hmm. coach or 
whatever. Yeah. They get trust issues. Or they're not going to show up, right? And it's like, that okay, too. like, cool, yeah, you make the money, but now you're a piece of shit who basically scared your client from coming back. You don't care because they signed a contract, so whether they show up or not, you get paid. But it's just like, that's not your job. Your job is not to make money if you're in this line of work. Your job is to be a personal trainer. You are on some sort of level making this a personal experience, which is shared between you and your client, and you both want the positive out of it, not yeah. just the positive for your pocket. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very much so. I mean, you know, get that money. Don't get me wrong. Right. But like, but it, you don't know, be an asshole. There's a reason you got into this line of work. And money wasn't the is the initial factor. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't get into training being like, I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Um, okay. So then the ne- next Moving one back forward. Was, uh, was not focusing on correction, corrective exercises. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and I, th- I, I, f- I think this is interesting because there's, I mean, the basic, and we've, I've talked about how my process works. But the very beginning of like the way that I work is like corrective f- from the onset. Um, but then even post that, the I think I think you know you don't have to spend all of your time solely on corrective exercises because I think there is a balance between a little bit of like giving the client what they want, right? Because they're paying you for something, right? While also giving them the thing that they need, right? And more often than not most people are going to require some sort of corrective movements. Absolutely. And that's, you know, and that can be as, you know, most people when they think of corrective exercises, they're like, oh, some banded workouts. Sure. That can be a part of it. Yeah. But you can also look at like any mobility-based work is corrective, Mm -hmm. right? Because what is it? We're correcting for a lack of range of motion or ability to move, um, which ultimately comes down to like injury prevention and Mm -hmm. progression, being able to progress. Um. And it's always like, I always found it like interesting when I'm watching people work with clients and I was guilty of this when I was younger. So don't like younger and trainer that is, I guess younger and Ryan too, (laughs) uh, technically speaking, but it was, uh, but, but people like just pushing through like kind of shit. Right. And it's always interesting. Like for me today, not like, not literally today, but actually Wednesday was a good example. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, I had my plan and I was like, all right, here's the deal. Like, we're going to do this with our, with my client today and, uh, started real, like noticing. I was like, oh, they're having a hard time getting into these positions. So it's like, cool, pause everything that we were doing. And I was like, we're going to get down onto the roller and we're going to do, you know, some T-spine rotations. And we're going to do a couple things to like work the shoulders just a little bit more, um, like the shoulder blades particular in particular. And then let's, let's reintroduce the movement in a, like a slightly regressed way. We were mm-hmm. doing overhead pressing. Okay. Um, that's funny because that's the thing that came to my head. It's the, it's one of the most ob- glaringly obvious. Yes. Ones. So, and I was like, all right, we're going to slightly, slightly change up the movement that we're going to do. I'm going to change up a, some of the cues that I was using, um, to be able to, you know, cue them into a better position and better understanding of what we're trying to achieve here. And it was like, like that. And all of a sudden it was better. Yeah. And I was like, cool, let's resume where we picked up. Right. So, at, but also at the same time, like I had a guy today that like was essentially session one, which was where we, I, I go over like all of the kind of the deficiencies that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like rolling and some of the kind of base like exercises to build up some like capacity. Right. And at one point in time he goes, he's like, man, it's fucking hot in here. And I was like, really? I'm like, cause the AC is set to 72 <laughs> and he was, and he's like, he's a big guy. Yeah. Um, like both muscular and like stature. He's mm-hmm. tall. 
And and I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, you're working out right now. Yeah. He's like, we're just doing like this band shit. I'm yeah. like, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, don't be fooled yeah. by these like tiny yellow bands just because you can throw around a bunch oh, of Oh, he weight. was even on the yellow band. It wasn't even oh, this like was, this blue was day, or green. This was day one. Jesus. This was day one for him. And I remember I underestimated the yellow band too. And that everybody was does. So stupid of me. It's the most humbling thing because <laughs> you'll you're, you'll sit there and you're like, I'm pretty sure I can rip this in half. And you're yeah. like, Yeah, you probably can. Yeah, but do it for five minutes. But now, <laughs> yeah, go through a little bit of a workout. Yeah, and that was like, and that was only after just the glute stuff. Oh, like wow. We, and that and that wasn't even into the rest of like the stuff that we had to cover for today. Yeah. Um, and so like we, he was already he was like sweating all over the place it was so funny yeah and and yeah so i mean like we did it i mean this wasn't even like the full workouts like we didn't even get into any of the training yet right and he's like fuck man i'm like i'm beat like i feel like i'm gonna be sore from this i was like yes you will Mm -hmm. um to a certain like you will be from this a little bit um which will lead to another point later on but um but like the but that happens like people clients will come in um another like stop me at any point too but clients can come in too and like you might have you might have to throw out your plan for the day and be like today is going to be purely corrective because of something that happened yeah i had a lady a lady that um was going on a trip and she like out of out of the blue just like throws her back out Jeez, and, like during the during the session no 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 this was like this was outside of the session oh, oh, oh. um and she like she calls me and she's like hey uh did this um i'm gonna have to like cancel I was like, hold on. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, don't, don't cancel. Yeah. I'm like, come on in. I'm like, let's, let's see what's going on. I'm like, and if it's something that we can work with, like, let's, let's work on it. Yeah. Let's correct it. Let's yeah. analyze it and correct it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, let's see if we can make some adjustments. Here. Yeah. And so thankfully, like, thankfully it was nothing crazy. Right. She, she essentially just pulled a muscle mm-hmm. and at least from my assessment, <laughs> I've done that one. We've all been there. <laughs> and, uh, she just kind of trained something. And so I was like, cool. I was like, so uh, like we did a bunch of work on the table, eventually got her, got her up and we had like her like casually riding a bike. We had her moving just a little bit mm-hmm. and she walked out of the, walked out being like, I feel so much better. Yeah. And I was like, yes, perfect. Awesome. I'm like, cause I'm like, that's my job. Yeah. Um, I was like, not everything has to be like challenging workout yeah, days. We don't like, have to do a workout. This is going to be enough of a workout. Yeah. And she was still like, you know, she still left feeling accomplished. Like she did something. Yeah. And probably um, relieved from her midday accident or whatever it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she felt a lot better because she was nervous because like later that week, um, she was leaving to go on vacation for two weeks. Oh man, that would have so. She was also panicking at the idea of like Being I'm not going to be able to go. Yeah, like I'm not going to be able to handle like a 12 hour flight. No, like I'm not going to be able to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't worry, girl. I'm like I got you. Like we'll figure, we'll solve this together. That's it. So now that you're saying that, bring that up. I like, I need to remind myself to go get some bands for when I'm in Vegas. Cause like I'm going to be sitting doing teleprompting for 10 days. (laughs) Like I need some, I mean, I know they have like their gyms, but I I don't want to be at a hotel gym right now. Like I'd rather work out in my room, you know, like have bands be able to do, you know, like squats, push ups, sit ups and all lunges and whatnot. But like the band workouts are still, I mean, I get sweaty on those and I'll have the AC at 72 also. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, the correct correctives doesn't imply easy. Mm -mm. And I think that's an important note to make is that like they can still be challenging. Oh, yeah. 100%. Within reason, of course. If you're doing them right and you're doing them with intention. It's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. Right. And I'll always kind of go back to this like 
this is always the analogy that I have when people kind of start to scoff at like some of the initial things that I do with people is, um, uh, in the before times, uh, we went to, we went and did some work with, uh, the U S army, um, kind of like over oh, like a week, a week or so. And we did like a bunch of assessments and like stuff with some of their athletes. And one of the things that we did was like, we kind of showed people how to use like their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And so there are some, um, like professional, like strong men, strong women, and watching them do like these band exercises, knowing that they can squat like 600 pounds yeah. or like they can over and my favorite was this, the, one of the guys, yeah, like I watched him press like the two, high 200s, Jesus. Like, like military press. It was so stupid. And then threw a 10 pound dumbbell in his hand and like, was like really intentional about like pressing. Um, and like watching this guy shake with like a 10 pound weight. And I was like, this should be, I'm like, this should feel very heavy. He's yeah. like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I'm like, welcome to your body, my yeah. friend. Welcome to using the right mechanics. It's amazing that you're not broken more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so knowing that like one corrections can definitely corrective exercises can be something that you can like begin with the, from the onset, right? Onset to like get them going where, or it can also be something that can be integrated within the, like with the training day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there was a guy that I used to, uh, I knew at my old health club that like, that was, that's all he did. Like his whole thing was like about like corrective exercises. Yeah. And he killed it. Yeah. Crushed it. And you like, he had really good success with all of his clients, like, because ultimately it really laid down a strong foundation for their ability. So that way when either, either he would pass them off to somebody else or to some of them, he would, he would continue to take on, um, and do like more of like the traditional training type of stuff. But like, they had such a good foundation of like movement and capacity to move Mm -hmm. that like, he was like, yeah, do whatever I want, whether it's like grandma or like, an athlete. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. They, you know, speaking strictly to that corrective issue, right? There's one thing that my cousin Jeff told me and then cousin super, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin Jeff. Uh, <laughs> and very similarly what John Wellborn teaches is uh shitty practice makes shitty performance. So if you don't correct your shitty practice or your your practice, you, if you don't correct your shitty form in practice, you'll have the same shitty form in performance. Yeah, with the he- what is, oh, what's the phrase he says? Because it's like perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I can't remember. It's like you, you fall back onto the, the standards at which you train or yeah. something like that. It's a very like philosophical concept. He of, says it that way. Then something like that. My cousin Jeff says it the other way, the more vulgar way. Yeah. If yeah. you, if although you, John Wellborn's known to be vulgar, so it's just a little bit. Yeah, not to take that away from him, but just take it away from him. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but that's a, that's a hundred percent on. Like yeah. if you if you practice, and that's like. That's something too that I try and like instill in some of the some of the like the athletes that I work with, mm. specifically that the actual athletes. Yeah, is like you. It's like something. Sorry, something that you you fall to the level of your training or something like yeah, that. It's something very close to that. Something along those lines. Yeah, but anyway, um, but the the athletes that I do work with, where I'm just like I'm like this is not this is not competition mm-hmm. right now. Like you, this is practice. We are practicing your ability to move. We are training you to move better. Um, from like within the gym so that way when you go to the actual practice for your sport, you have the, a better ability to move and be able to a better ability to actually practice. So that way when you do go and compete, right? Like you have essentially two layers of defense to be able to perform in, at like your best. Right. And then like, that's the goal ultimately. 
So practice literally can make, well, perfect practice makes perfect, yes. I should say. Yes. Or attempted perfect practice because nothing's technically perfect. Right. Yeah. It can always be improved on. Everything can be improved on. Yeah. Um, okay. So then this kind of plays into a little bit of what I was saying earlier. Um, feeling worse after your workout. And this, like the athlete? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not in the sense of like hurt. And I guess the the other part to it too is also kind of like um, like gauging your success based off of like how sore you are. So they kind of go hand in hand, right? Like what what do you what do you get or what do you gain by walking out of the gym feeling like dog shit? What do you gain? Yeah, a fucking trip to the hospital. <laughs> Well, not in the sense of like no, injury no. Right. or no, sickness. No, no, no. no. Uh, what you gain is un- unnecessary rest days. <laughs> yeah. Or unneeded rest days. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Right? Like, what? It, not even rest. Sorry. Recovery. Because at that point, a rest day, you want to take a rest day. But if you're walking out of the gym, feel like you got fucking. Like you hit by a car. Smashed by a fucking big rig. Yeah, you're gonna need a recovery day, not a rest day. And like, and you should probably also say recovery days. Days, plural, right? Yeah, more often than not. Yeah, right. Because like, th- I mean, outside of we won't go too deep into the physiology here, but like, your body can only handle to a certain like, depending on where you're at, like, mm-hmm. can, well, it doesn't matter, right? Your body can only handle so much, yeah. right? And your fitness level will kind of dictate the amount of whatever that is. Yeah. Um, but for like the lay person where, which most trainers are going to be working for, like if you're beating them into the ground, you're forcing them into one, you're forcing them very, very likely forcing them into being incredibly sore mm-hmm. and like soreness it will happen, right? right. It's, it's, it is especially an for beginners, especially for beginners. Yes. Uh, it's going to be a new feeling for them. Yeah. And I think it's, it's an, it's a easier, it's an easier thing to fall into because from like the trainer side, you might not know where they lie. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I always try and caution the do less knowing that you can then do more later. Because if I like, if I beat somebody into the ground, which is by the way, so easy to do, yeah, right? Like that's not an accomplishment to be like, I have the hard workouts. Yeah. Everybody can make a really fucking hard workout. It's not that hard. It's not difficult. That's, it's stupid. If anything, it's the, it's, <laughs> if anything, it's harder to not do that. Right. Um, to program correctly. Yes. Yeah. To, to like pull the reins back a little bit. Because if you be, if I beat somebody in the floor, then odds are they're going to be crazy sore. So then like, okay, what are they going to be doing like the following days? Probably nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, and most people's intention after when they're like, man, I'm going to be, I'm sore today. They tried to not to do anything. Yeah. Which only then continues to perpetuate their soreness because they're not moving. Yeah. They need to move. Right. And so then they're like, they're likely not going to do any more training. Right. So then they're kind of, they're pushing, pushing their recovery off longer. Right. You start getting these like diminishing returns on the initial investment of like training that you just put in. So you're kind of like, you're building them, you're breaking them down to a point that they can't recover from, i.e., this like in excess soreness. And now the body is not even trying to necessarily re like build itself up. It's trying to repair itself Mm -hmm. because it's damaged. So, like, what success comes of that other than, bragging rights that you have a really hard workout and like yeah like unless you have like a lot of masochistic clients um i guess if that's your kink then Cro- go for it crossfitters crossfitters is a perfect example of this <laughs> nonsense i i i can't i mean i don't say anything out loud but when i see people do a workout and they post the program and i look at the program and i know the athlete i'm like 
<laughs> you're proud that you spent 30 minutes beating the shit out of yourself? Well, I don't want to put this onto the the client. Right. Because they don't they shouldn't know to a certain For degree. For the most part. More often than not, they're not going right, to know. Right, 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 right. Especially going into like a group class. Yeah. Like it's a room full of people who don't know better. Yeah. Um, they're they're there to enjoy themselves with friends and work out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're they're right. under the guise you're right. or the understanding of like the person who's they're being guided. They yes. trust the person that's guiding them. Yes. Yep. That 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 because I think it I I just don't think it's appropriate. Not saying that you're doing this, yeah. but just in general. Um I just don't think it's appropriate to like put the onus on the, the client. Athlete, yeah. Or yeah, the client, the athlete, the gym member, <clears throat> right. the what like whatever you want to well, call it. Well, we said that a couple episodes ago. It's not necessarily the athlete's fault or the blame doesn't lie on them. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't you can't expect them to know. Right. Um some some people do. Yeah. Which is awesome. Like I love when they come in because I was like, sweet, I get to actually prove myself. Yeah. Um, a little bit more. Yeah, I like the ones who are look you know, looking for like, okay, what do you have specifically planned for today? It's like, oh. Yeah. Well, let me treat you to something fun. Yeah. Ask questions. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, but like again, like you don't go into a doctor's office, like or like people don't you people don't go into doctor's office offices and expecting like patients to have an understanding of what the hell's about to happen. Yeah. I want the outcome of the lollipop. Yeah, I'm here for the. I'm here for those goddamn that suckers. Is all I'm here for you, whatever you got to do, shots, X-rays, whatever. I want the lollipop at the end. If I don't get the lollipop, I'm fucking, I'm not coming back. What was your favorite for like the? What the was it? Dum dums. Dum dums, dude. I love blue raspberry. Blue raspberry. Yeah, I was a butterscotch guy. I so I don't like butterscotch in general. Um, I've I've never liked butterscotch. I love it. Yeah. It's a, uh, I won't put it down, but I just I just don't like the taste. <laughs> I won't put it down. Yeah. Like, I, I normally put things down, but I, <laughs> I won't put butterscotch down because I, there's a lot of people I know that love butterscotch. I don't know what it is. Like literally just the concept of butterscotch, I have no concept of what that is. Yeah. All I know is that on the package, I thought I remember seeing it and be like, chocolate? Sign me up. I was like, this isn't <laughs> chocolate, but I'm not mad about it either. Right. So right. I'm like, all right. Um, and that was always whenever we would go to the doctor when I was younger, I'd like sift through the bowl. Yeah. I was like, where's the butterscotch? Like, so it's the only one I want. Blue raspberry is always, I don't know, for the longest time, it's been my favorite flavor of Dum Dum, uh, Jolly Rancher, um, Sour Warhead, um, like those uh, Sour Twists or whatever they were. Like, like the Twizzler yeah, knockoff yeah, ones. Yeah, like or the, I, this, the, the, the like, uh, I know, yeah. like the Silly String or not Silly like, String. They're like called the, like Zippies or, or something. Yeah, something with a Z. Yeah. So, so, like, I've always liked those, but I've always liked blue raspberry for some reason. Um, even though it's not a real flavor, but like blue raspberry, I don't know what it is about blue raspberry. I just love blue raspberry. Ices, blue raspberry ices. I love blue raspberry sure. ices. Yeah. Damn it. I don't know what it is. Whatever floats your boat. Seriously. Tickles that pickle. God, blue raspberry tickle it. <laughs> it did. Tick, boy, does it tickle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't, I like gauging. So thing that brought this up, right? Client of mine mm -hmm. came in and it was a uh, kind of early on into our, like into our like process. Yeah. And so we were doing very basic stuff and there, there are, they are very much at very athletic uh, for kind of the sport that they partake in. And so, and I was like, okay, I'm like, you know, I made an assumption that they probably have like a higher ability and, what I and, and hey, I still make faults, like I'll admit it. So, what I kind of didn't fully account for was their lack of like active exercise, um, in the sense of like some sort of like weight training. 
right? Um, because their sport is very active, mm. um, and they also do a lot of like outside activities as well. Mm. So like play a couple other sports like rec sports and stuff. So like, sports soccer? No. Oh. Um, I was trying to guess by what you were saying. Yeah, you you're not gonna guess it. Is it, it the Jailai? Highlight? Highlight. No, it's not. Damn. I wish. <laughs> um, it. Could you imagine a highlight athlete like just yoked? Just yoked. Oh my god. Yeah. That'd be a fun. <laughs> that'd be a fun one. That'd be a fun one to try and figure out. Like, because I don't. I don't know enough about the sport. Yeah. Um. For this person in particular, I had to watch a lot because I was like, I don't. I, like, I can understand conceptually like what the demands of the sport are. I'm yeah. like, but I've never really watched it. So I had to like I watch a bunch of video because I was like, what what do they have to do? Yeah. Um, also, because I didn't know the positions, it's it's weird. I'll explain <laughs> later. Um, but any anyway, point is, um, and so like they came back, they came in like uh, a couple days later after you know one of the workouts, and they were just like, oh, like I'm beat. Yeah. I'm like ah shit. <laughs> right. Right. I'm like oh too much, and they're like no 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 it's okay like it's a good it's a good soreness. I was like no I understand. I'm like I understand yeah. like you but, it, you but if the first words out of your mouth are like oh right like yeah i'm sore sore from like from two days ago like okay then i need to i i gotta do exactly i gotta do something we're gonna do active recovery day it's gonna, it's gonna be fun yeah no yeah. exactly that's exactly what it was and i was like okay and because they because they were trying to be like no 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 no, it's okay yeah. it's like it was a good workout i was like no i understand like you feel good you feel accomplished like soreness to a certain degree is an inevitability at right. some point in time like you know as we continue to progress we're gonna have to test and see like mm-hmm. where you lie um but i was like but it was too much for you yeah and like you're not crippled, which is great, but you're also like you're also struggling, right? It kind of limited some of your like the activities that you want to partake in, and I'm like, that's not what I'm after. So I'm like, so I need to make some adjustments. We're gonna like take a little bit of some of the volume down because we, like we, I think we used a ten pound weight. That was the extent of the weight that was touched. Yeah. Otherwise, it was just body weight. And I was like, okay, well, I'm like, we just did too much. Um. So I'm like, we're gonna take it down a little bit, build you back up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no worries. Um, and, and they were, thankfully they're very understanding of like the concepts and, uh, or have a very firm understanding of the concepts. So there was like, okay, that makes sense. I get where you're coming from that. Yeah. Um, and they were, then they were just like, but we're, we're still going to like work. Right. I was like, of course. Yeah. I'm like, don't worry. You're still going to hate me. Yeah. So we're good to go. <laughs> um, but I think that's like an important conversation to know that like, kind of like the previous lady with her back injury, like more often than like, or not more often, but like. My goal is to have people walk out feeling like they worked, but also feeling good about mm. the, like them leaving. Right. They feel mentally better. Physically, they're like, yeah, I'm a little tired, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like I did something. And I, all around accomplishment for the day. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, especially with like, with a lot of people who work out in the morning, like that really can set a really good oh, tone. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Like, uh, love him or hate him. Jordan Peter, Jordan Peterson, um, one of the things that he like talks about in like one of the very first things he talks about, which I might've said before, I don't know, was uh make your bed. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a very simple concept to say like, okay, your goal, um, you know, through the day, like if the first thing that you do is you wake up and get out of bed, make your bed. And that's like, you have accomplished a task yeah. to like set the tone for the day of doing shit. Yeah. And so, yeah, this person in particular is a, is an early, early client and it sets the day perfectly for them for the rest of the rest of it. So they're like, okay, I got a good workout in. I feel good. I have the energy to be able to continue to do like my job, um, as well as to be able to then partake in the activities that they want to do like throughout the day or right. rather the week. Right. So, and especially today, they even were like, I, we had practice last night and they're like, I feel, 
She's like, I, I know we haven't really done a whole lot, but like, I already feel better. Like, I feel that my fitness is already better than the people that I'm like, I compete against yeah. or with. And I was like, yes. Yeah. It's like fucking success. <laughs> right. Um, going back to that, that bed thing. Right. Um, I remember we, we were talking about that uh, probably like a month or two ago, uh, a couple episodes ago. Right. Um, it's funny. I started doing that after you said it and I felt more active in my day, the days I made my bed versus the days I did not make my bed first thing in the morning. Right. So like I, I, this week has this big, this week has been a week. Right? Yes, it, yes, it has. And I haven't made my bed all week until after I get home. Right. And I, cause I'll walk in, I'll look at it and be like, fuck. Right. Then I'll pull the sheets. I'll pull it across. Right. But by then I'm like, I'm drained. Like my day's just like, you know, you're six hours in, you're like, I don't want to do goddamn thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the previous week, it was still a week. Like it's still a hell of week from hell, but I made my bed and every day was assertive. Like, all right, cool. Bed's made. Let's go walk Frankie. Let's go make breakfast. Let's go. Let's go set up appointments. Let's go do designs. Like everything felt accomplishable. Everything felt doable for the, for the day or for whatever I had planned for that day versus this week where I didn't make my bed till the afternoon. I'm like sluggish, <laughs> just run down, beat up. I'm like, what is going on? And so now that you bring that back up, I'm like, yeah, that's, there's, that's there's, what it's been roughly right there. I mean, there's other factors, but for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just the idea of, of accomplishing it's, it's having a task, accomplishing it or uh, finishing it. And like, check it it's like the checking a box right mm-hmm. you're just like i did some shit right and it, it 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 does create like motivation to continue to do things yeah and it, everyone's gonna be different and also just just put it out there i don't make the bed um because i think it's a waste of time mm. uh because i'm just gonna mess it up later right and other than me and marissa like nobody should be in our bedroom yeah um so i don't care what it looks like yeah like i sleep in it we're good um so, but just as an aside, but right, but the idea is like you have, you have, uh, you have set tasks and then you accomplish said tasks and therefore like sets the tone. Yeah. So especially from like a workout, right. That's an hour's worth of your time Yeah. to like, or at least for me or with me to then put something into play to like set a positive tone for the rest of the day. Like that's super important. Yeah. That's super important. Speaking of mindset, like we said earlier. Yeah. You want to feel accomplished before you go to work or, you know, if the workout's the first thing you do in the day, you want to feel accomplished. You want to walk out of there going, yeah, fuck yeah. I killed that. I'm a little tired. I'm a little sore, but I can carry on through the rest of my day. Go home, rest, do it again tomorrow. Well, you shouldn't. Hopefully you're not sore immediately after the workout. Because well, <laughs> we got some serious problems. That's the case. Ryan, you're programming too going, goddamn much. <laughs> doing too, you're doing too much. Has <laughs> that phrase died yet? Doing too much? Yeah. Nah. Just extra. That, I think that's what it turned into. Extra? Yeah. Yeah. You being extra. Being extra. God, I hate that. <laughs> Slang. Stupid. It all comes back. No. Full circle. I hate it. I hate it. Let it die. Um, Speaking of things to be let die. Uh, Fanny packs. Showing up late. Oh. Uh, And this is definitely from the client. Well, from the trainer side. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing makes me more mad. I know. You're always so irked by that. And like in a professional sense. I'm great at this. Yeah. Like, I think if you were to even ask like Corey, I think I've been late once, mm. um, at least from what he can recall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I think that's a, that's also just a, prof- it's a very much of a very professional courtesy mm-hmm. where you are, somebody is like, they're buying obviously my expertise. Well, maybe not obviously to some, but like buying my expertise, but they're also buying my time. Yeah. And so, 
I value I value my time and right. I also then in turn value their time as well. Absolutely. So I will like and you've probably heard me say this before like if you're if you're if you're on time you're late. Yeah. Um and I'm, holy shit do I believe in that um for the most part. My personal life I tend to be pretty terrible at time management um and if anybody knows me that know they know that to be very true. And if pretty much at this point, if I say I'm going to be there at a certain time, just throw 30 minutes on and oh, yeah. I'll probably be there at that point. That was us last week. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. It's because I, I put I put work yeah. really far ahead of a lot of things. Yeah. And so like something will pop up. And I'm like, God, I got to get I just have to do this. Ryan was like, I'll be there at 530. I was like, all right, cool. I'll see you at six. <laughs> He's like rude, but also true. <laughs> rude, but not wrong. <laughs> but anyway. Right. But if it's like for people's time, I try my best, but like, especially from a client side, like right. I am there waiting for them. Yeah. It um, shouldn't be the other way around. Sh- 1000% should not be the other way around. And that's like, if I, if I ever somehow own a place, um, and like I have people working, like working under me in this regard, like that's like arguably terminatable offense. Yeah. Terminatable. That's rule number one. Is ter- yeah. Terminatable. Is that a word? You're a terminated terminator. <laughs> you get on time yeah be uh, on time it's it's a fireable offense in my in my eyes there you like go. that should never happen and i understand it should there's going to be extenuating circumstances right shit sometimes happens right. like i've been late to appointments because i've had a late uh, like a flat tire yeah there's nothing i can do about that right so like and thankfully because i'm always on time yeah um, for my clients, they're really accepting of stuff like that. Where I'm like, Hey, I'm really sorry. This is going to happen. And they're like, bro, I'm late all of the time for you. Right. Like I can give you 10 minutes. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. I'll push everybody else back. Like yeah. we're good. Um, but like that, you just can't, that cannot happen. Yeah. Ever. For in my sure. opinion. Yeah. I, I, at that point it's, it's poor time management because you know, if you know, you have this plan for the day, you should plan the hour. So if you're on the half hour, if you have your appointment set for the half hour, you should be planning for that hour already. So if your appointment's at 4.30, you should be telling yourself, I have a window between 4 and 4.15 to get to where I need to get. So that allows me 15 minutes of the bare minimum to set up for my client. And if you do end up pushing that, you're like, okay, shit. Like, yes, I'm, I'm pushing it close, right? I'm more on the on-time side but you're still going to show up before them or at the same time so that you don't look that bad yeah. pulling up after them, them waiting for you, you know, after they've had a long ass day, like, yeah. Yeah. Or early morning. Right? Yeah. Or early morning. And oh, that, definitely that, early. There's no excuse early. Well, there's no excuse when it comes to time management, early morning outside of you know, extreme circumstances. Sure. But if, if you didn't set your alarm or if you slept through your alarm or if you just wanted an extra five minutes to sleep, that's on you. Yes. Again, fireable offense, in yeah. my opinion. Um, <laughs> We're saying this now. I'm probably going to be the first one fired out of your facility. <laughs> you, you are? No. I don't I don't foresee that. Uh, but it is it is like... I'll live there, probably. It's such a... It really just is. It's like... It's such a respect. Yes. You know, I, that word gets thrown around a lot, but I think it is very much like a respect thing because you are... You're, one, respecting your time, but even more importantly to this and to a certain regard, you're respecting your client's time. Like they're here for this hour. Yeah. Like you have to be there for that. Um, it's not like you have to be like 45 minutes early. Like if it happens, cool, I guess like yeah. you get a lot of time to do whatever else you need to do. But like, man, don't, 
don't 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 stroll in the door if you can you shouldn't stroll in the door with them mm-hmm. um ever find a back door yeah. run around the run around and go to the different entrance like yeah. something to be like oh hey didn't see you there. unless they show up 15 minutes early when you show up 15 minutes early then that's fine yeah right because there's been plenty of times where i've been like like i show up and i'm like gonna eat breakfast or something because yeah. at the very bare minimum and for me i try to be at least about a half hour early yeah um, especially for like first appointments of the day um, if not earlier, like I'll try and at least an hour. Cause then it allows me to kind of like set my day, right. get every like random shit cleaned up or whatever I have to do. Um, and not have to like stress about it later, answer calls or emails or whatever. Um, but it, uh, you know, there's been plenty of times where like I've been early and so has this other person and yeah. I'm just like, Hey, <laughs> like, you know, and most people are cool. They're like, Hey, I'm really early. Like the guy, my last guy today, super like showed up like 25 minutes early for no reason, yeah. like no reason whatsoever. And, uh, and he's like, I'm really early. I was like, all good, man. I'm like, we want to just start now. And he's yeah. like, can we? I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm here. You're here. Like I'm just doing some kind of monotonous work at the moment. Right. I'm like, it's not important. And he's like, sweet. Right. And so it allowed me to like, it allowed me actually to spend a little extra time on them, mm. um, to be able to like go through a little bit more in depth of some of the things that I thought was like very important for him. Yeah. Right. So it just gave me some more leeway. Um, cause I am very long winded if you haven't noticed. Really? I know. Right. You haven't taken a breath yet. <laughs> I'm just very good at masking it. I can, t- <laughs> I can, I can talk as I breathe in and out. Yeah. You're a singer. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, be on fucking time. Yeah. Be on time. Uh, the other one that I have is I, I was like, think, I think like the, the technique one. I think we've probably beaten that one to death at this point. At this point, that should go without saying. Yeah, we like, like under- understand that. Yeah, as a as a coach or personal trainer, you should be going over technique well, well before you start hammering them with loads. Yes, <laughs> loads. <laughs> um, like you, there, yeah. I mean, PVC technique or just body mechanic technique, like you know, training bar technique before you actually give them something heavy, heavy or. As well as correcting them correcting. while they're doing right. stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the, I don't think, I don't think I've ever run into a situation where I can't give some form of a coaching cue in like in somebody's movement. Yeah, um, and it's there's a certain point right where people, if you're doing your job well, they're gonna get really really good. Yeah, right, and then it turns into like the nuance, right? The the minor details. Yeah, and of you're like, getting nitpicky, and you're like. Hey, turn your big toe a millimeter to the right. That's yeah, like your whole foot is in in line. It's like yeah, yeah, right. So like, there's a guy that a guy that I work with, and it's an Olympic weightlifter, and so like overall movement, really good, mm-hmm. like really good. And he laughs because we'll like I'll watch. I was watching some videos before we started up today um, from the like from his lifting, and I was like, oh, I'm like okay, here's something we gotta do. And so like had him set up, and I was like, I need you to like adjust your wrists. Yeah. And he was just like, Are you serious? I'm like, uh huh. I'm like, I know it sounds weird. I'm like, but everything else at the moment, like where we're at, like it's not perfect, but you're working on it, right? Yeah. So I don't need to beat a dead horse for this. I was yeah. like, but let's play it. Let's pay attention to some of the minor things that can also have like an overall impact. Yeah. I was like, so we're going to work on keeping your wrist straight. Yeah. Right. And it, and it was like, okay, <laughs> like perfect. Yeah. Right. So like there's, there's very rarely ever a point where you're not going to get coaching in some capacity. No, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, my experience with it is like, I've, I have an athlete who's a very, efficient weightlifter and they do almost everything 
Correct, right? There's very little that I need to focus in on. Like, I don't have to watch them. When I do watch them, I get nitpicky because I'm like, okay, let's let. I want you to bring your thumbs in to the first groove versus being outside of the groove, right? Yeah. That changes enough. Oddly enough, funny enough, it changes the power output for it. Yeah. It, it you know had a better stance, had a better alignment. Everything just works smoothly. It's like cool. And they were like, "How did you notice that?" And I was like, <laughs> "Honestly, I, I was just playing with something just to see if it worked, and it worked." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always that fun like gene, like that weird like evil, not even evil genius, but just like stroke of genius that yeah. pops up. Where you're like, "I wonder if this thing's a thing," mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Oh my god, that feels so much better." Yeah, and you're like, "I planned that." I had another athlete who, who's <laughs> who's a coach. She's she's well learned. She's got. I mean, I think we've been coaching the same amount seven years or so, and um her biggest gripe to me was nobody coached her after they found out she was a coach. And I was like, coaches are my favorite people to coach because nobody coaches them. So there's always something to look at, something to help them critique. And her foot, every time she either squatted or did a uh, a snatch or a clean and went to the catch, the lift off, she would rotate one of her feet out. The other one was already out. So you would rotate one of her feet out and then jump. So I told her, I was like, Hey, I was like your right foot before you go, turn it out slightly. Yeah. Let it sit in its natural position. She's like, what do you mean? So I filmed it and I was like, I showed her, I was like, look, your heel and foot roll onto the side of your foot and then you move your toe and then you explode. I was like, your left foot doesn't do that because it's in its natural position. Your right foot, I don't know, it may be a a calf issue, might be ankle mobility, right? Whatever it is, I want you to start with your foot just slightly turned out. I'm going to record it. Didn't move. I mean, she went to her catch, right? Obviously, the foot's going to move in the catch position, but there was no roll. There was no twist in the takeoff. And it was, she was like, no one's ever said that. I was like, no, you know. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Keep at it. You, you keep doing you. Yeah. No, that's right. And the, like, yeah, at a, at a high level or higher level, things become very nuanced yeah. and, fe- and feel very nitpicky. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, sometimes those little, like those little changes give you just yeah. a little bit of a better feeling or a little bit of better control or connection to whatever it is that you're trying to yeah. do. Well, even you with me, like you'll yell at me across the room because if I get any lazy, you'll be like, finish moving up or you'll yell at <laughs> something stupid at me. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. I did, right? that, I did that today. I don't know if you heard me. Uh, no, I don't think I heard you. Yeah. The music was going. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it was, uh, I was just telling you, I was like straight up <laughs> Oh, for the, you're, for the clean, you're muting your hip a little bit. Yeah. I, I was getting tired. That's fair. <laughs> you, you were, you were, you were moving today. Yeah. So no worries. I was getting tired. Uh, uh, God. Yeah. I actually put weight on the bar today. Watch out. Actual weight. Um, and then the last two that I had on mm-hmm. this were either, either trying to be a like the motivational trainer oh the cheerleader or the cheerleader oh oh, either one yeah Uh, i kind of like lump them into just their personality i can't stand cheerleaders i yeah i can't stand cheerleaders they're very much as cheerleaders go on the sideline not correcting and just motivating yes yeah you got it yeah you can do it it looks like shit, but you do you, you know, like <laughs> looking I, great. Everything. I hate that so much. Like, I think that's one of the biggest gripes I got was like, you don't cheer people on. And I go, no, because I'm too focused on making sure they're doing it properly. <laughs> like I'm focusing in on technique. I want to make sure that they're whatever it is, is moving the right way. I don't give a fuck if I, I don't give a fuck about time. I don't give a fuck about score. I care about proper mechanics and proper movement. Yeah. Did you do it well? And do you like, are you accomplished? Like, did you accomplish something? Did today? you not hurt yourself today? 
Nice. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good starting point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get the same thing, right? I, I know I get, I tend to be a little bit more animated here, Yeah. but more often than not, like when I'm coaching, like I'm, I'll be talkative during like rest times and stuff, yes. but like I'm, I'm arguably low energy. No, we're very mad scientist brain when they're performing because our, our vision, our observation is like, we're dissecting every little movement that goes and we're moving on to the next athlete dissecting. Okay, good. Dice. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me, let me go up to this one, fix this real quick or adjust it real quick. Cool. Watch them again. Do they perform it right? No. Okay. Let me, let's readjust. Let's reassess. Okay. Did it. Okay, cool. Move on <laughs> or move back. You know, like <laughs> I don't have time to tell you. Yeah. Good job guy. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Do it right. I think it's for me, for me too. It's also, that's not my personality. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not that person. And to like, to turn that on, like, you know, there's times, right. I get excited. I'm yes. like all pumped and shit. Yes. And I'll start like really like cheering people on. But that's also kind of, we talked about last time. Um, that takes a lot of effort, like a lot of energy out of me. Yeah. And so it's a more, my like kind of quietness is more so my, reservation of energy um because if i like get way too animated then i ruin my the experience and like kind of my ability to be personable later on in the day for like other clients that i have percent um yeah so yeah i'm I'm always like the probably one of the more quiet coaches from like a crossfit class and definitely like quieter I'm still, I'm talkative. Yeah. Um, but from the, on the, when I'm like doing like personal training, yeah. so I was like, I again, I can't, I, I can't motivate you. Don't, yeah. don't come to me for like the external yeah. motivation where for me, I try to teach it. I try and teach people to be like motivated themselves. Yeah. Um, I think also too, sometimes with like the, the cheerleader, like trainer or the cheerleader or coach is sometimes people like you, that's not them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you can only like, you can only motivate somebody through like externally for so long. Yeah. Um, you can but, only say so many things to motivate them too. Yeah. You can only say, let's go so many times. Yeah. Like there's only so many variations of that phrase, but um, like that shtick also gets old. Yeah. I hate hearing it. I very annoyed. By I hate it. I think so. I think I've only had one coach who was uh, overly cheerleading. But they also had that Energizer Bunny bunny energy to do it while making corrections. So yeah. I applaud them, right? You have that energy. You have the capability to make corrections or adjustments and, and continue moving throughout the day with it. That's awesome. That's impressive. But for the most part, coaches I've had are very like stoic in nature, reserved. They're like... Like, I'm not going to compliment you on something you should be doing naturally. And I kind of <laughs> like... I kind of like, pers- like taking that persona too. I, I mean, it... I don't know. I maybe, maybe it's very asshole-ish. Like, like, but I'm not going to compliment you on, you know, say a 65, 75%, right? Like you should be doing that. That's your warm up. Or like, if I have, you know, if I have it scheduled for something higher, like I'm not going to cheer you on until we get to those big numbers where it's like, okay, now you need, I mean, you need focus all the way, but it's like, now it's heavier. Now the danger, the risk is higher. Like that's for me, that's where I'm like, all right, now I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I'm on your side. I'm in your grill, like making sure you're doing everything right. If you need me to yell at you, I'll yell at you. Like that's that reservation energy. Yeah. Where it's like now we're doing something extreme or, or dangerous in comparison, right? Uh, high risk, high reward, right? This is where that energy comes in. But I'm not going to, you know, it's like, okay, cool. You're doing five double enders. Hey. <laughs> hey. After the workout, I've never done double before. Hey, good fucking job on those five. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. oh 100%. Right? 
right? Like the, I, I feel like I tend to match people's excitement. Yeah. Um, or like mimic, mimic that a lot. Right. So like, it, like middle, like if it's in the middle of a workout, something, and they like, they've accomplished something big, um, or something new or whatever. And they're proud. I'm like, yeah. you better believe I'm going to be <clears throat> proud, way prouder <laughs> just by like, by energy levels. Yeah. Like I'm going to match you and then some, yeah. right. Just to like, ex- because I get excited about right. shit like that. Um, but like, yeah, like you're, like you're saying, I think there is a point too where like if you do it all of the time, it starts to lose its meaning to yeah. a certain degree. 100%. So then when like, when the time is right, then it's like, okay, I'm amped. Let's get you amped. Yeah. Cause we're about to do something big yeah. or it's something meaningful or whatever the it's case be some, is. Yeah. Meaningful to both of us. Like, yeah. And yeah. it doesn't have to be like, you know, kind of in your example, you were talking about like a heavy lift. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that. No, it could be it, eight, five double unders. It could be a fucking a box jump yeah right oh, like oh i love watching people get their first box jumps oh i yes. love it that's awesome the confidence that they have to have getting over the fear of hitting their shin tripping eating shit the confidence that you see the the excitement the joy you see when they land and they stand up like, <gasps> oh man that yeah. is so much fun Goose like, pimples i had a i had an athlete rosie i hope she listens to this like she got her first box jump we started with 45 pounds no we started with 25 pound plates yeah and we, yeah. I stacked them, stacked them. She's like, no, no, no. So I took them off. And then I would do like, I would stack like 15s, but at the same height. And be like, oh, it's it's less weight, right? It's like, so it's it's shorter, you know, in quotes, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, so she would go confident. And then so we finally got up to the height of the box. But I was like, Rosie, we're not going to jump on the box. She's like, why is the box out? I was like, that's for you to see it. We're still jumping on plates, girl. Yeah. We're still going to jump on plates. She was jumping on plates. Same height as the box. Same height as the box. Same height as the box. I was like, all right, cool. She's like. Do, do, do you want me to try it? I was like, no, we'll do it next week. <laughs> I, I want her. Damn, I want her that anti- <laughs> anticipation. I want her to be like, no, I want this, because then that's that confidence builder. It's like, well, if I'm doing it at this height, I can do it at this height, right? And I'm like, no, no, no we'll do it next week. Don't worry about it. Like, super tease, right? So then it comes back next week. She's like, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I was like, if you're ready, grab the box. She grabs the box. No, 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 I'm not ready. I want to warm up. I was like, okay. So we'll, we do, we went through the plate stacking again, all the way to the same height. And I was like, Rosie, whenever you're ready, dude, like, I'm not going to pressure you. The plates are here. The box is here. Whatever you want to do. This girl jumps up. She's no like, biggie. I did it. Like that was, I was one of my favorite accomplishments yeah. as a coach just watching her do that. Dude, that shit's awesome. Yeah. Those are the highlight reels, man. Fuck. Yeah. That's what makes the job worth it. Um, is like stuff like that. Um, but yes. Right. So it's, it's, it doesn't have to be like some big monstrous like historical event for right. them. Yeah, it doesn't to need to be a four hundred pound PR. Yeah, yeah, it can be. It can be very simple. Yeah, right. Well, the one thing that I like, not bugs me in the sense that you know, like I'm disturbed by it. But what bugs me is like when people are downplaying their success. Like, oh, yeah, like somebody who will tell me like oh, I've only been able to do five double unders, right? And they get through the workout and they're like, I did eight consistently. And I was like, or like, they'll say, oh, I did like, I'll count it out. And I'm like, hey, you hit eight. And like, oh, it's nothing. I'm like, no, you fucking hit eight. Like, be happy about that. That's better. Yeah. That's way better. You just got better. Yeah. (laughs) So that like bugs me, but not, you know, not to the point of where like, like I'm upset. It's just like, come on. Like, I'm happy for you on on getting three more. That's a huge PR for you. Like, that's 150% improvement. Yeah. We've been trying to do this for weeks. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that yeah, exactly. Like sweat those small things too. Yeah. Um again, something that I've recently said. <laughs> right? Well, I was like I'm like you got to sweat the small stuff. Like yeah. be excited about those like minor those mm-hmm. minor wins because that's like mot- motivation is a fleeting thing. Yeah. Right? And we've all experienced that idea. And that's not just in exercise, right? No. We've been motivated we're like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm motivated to, 
to do some work. I'm motivated to read a book or whatever. Motivated to get a new job. Get a new job, like whatever it might be. And then like as time progresses, motivation wanes. Yeah. Right. And then at, at a certain point, you're not motivated to do it anymore. So like to live, to live, sorry, if you're a trainer basing your persona and your ability off of the concept of motivation, like that's a very fleeting experience that like will not last. Yeah. And you can, like we were talking about earlier, right? You can only motivate so much. So it's like, it's one of those, like, it's like a drug almost. Like you have to kind of use, in my opinion, you have to kind of use it a little bit sparingly. Yeah. Right. Throw in little bits because when you do, and you're like, you do throw out the motivation, you do throw out like the excitement for these things. It makes, they hit so much harder. Um, and they make it more, in my opinion, they make it just that much more valuable oh, to like achieve sure. that. Right. And that, those are like those little like reinvigorations of like motivation that you can get, mm -hmm. um, like from the client side to just be like, Oh fuck. Yes. Like, Oh hell yeah. Like I got that. Yeah. Right. So like I, I always, I always get weary when I see the trainers or the coaches that like that is their, their shtick. Um, cause I know that that can be like easily turn offable for somebody walking in the door that's having a bad day. And they're like, I'm not here to hear this shit. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that can turn somebody off. Like, and this, you know, that, that can, though the trainer or coach could have very good intentions that could in turn, like turn somebody off of them. Yeah. Right. Um, they might have some, like the trainer or coach might have some very valuable things that can bring up, um, to be able to help you in some capacity, but like it just isn't, it's not there. Right. Right. So, and on, on the inverse of that, right. If you get it so much, like you were saying sparingly in a drug, if you get it from one coach so much, you expect it from the next coach. Yeah, you kind and, of set everybody else up for And failure. the next coach is probably stoic like you and I are reserved, and we're like, no, we don't do that shit. Like, like we want you to earn it. Like, we're going to do it for you. We're going to celebrate with you. But it's like, I'm not going to pat you on the back for doing an air squat it's, if you do it all the time, right? Like, Yeah, like, you know, it's you get words of encouragement of just yeah. like, hey, good job. You're doing well. Yeah. But I'm not screaming at the top of my lungs, being like, I can't believe you're doing these yeah. awesome air squats. You tied your shoe. I'm fucking proud of you. <laughs> yeah, like, like, fuck. Like, yeah, you've been doing this for the last 30 years. Like, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I don't have any cookies. Well, you do one anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The It is funny, like, one of the the little, gr like, groups that I work with, um, one of the guys, they brought in a new guy to the group, and uh, he was like, He's like, I'm really happy you're not one of those like yelly guy, yelly trainers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude, I couldn't muster that if I tried. Yeah. Um, like, so you do not have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, why? He's like, that just seems like annoying. Yeah. And I'm like, it largely is. Um, but I, I think sometimes like from the when we're talking about you know the new trainer, I think the new trainer they they're excited and they want to show their excitement. Absolutely. Right. So they're willing to like do be extra <laughs> right for like sessions and yeah. stuff and i i think you know they'll learn that's a learning curve i think so too yeah 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 because you're gonna you're gonna you know your first year in you're gonna be you're gonna be energizer bunny gun-ho want to cheer for everybody maybe at the end of your first year you're gonna be like i'm fucking tired yeah it's exhausting <laughs> to put that up for that long yeah i don't want to cheer for everybody anymore yeah <laughs> you do but like you don't have the battery to do it yeah it's like I, w I don't remember if it was here, but I brought up this idea of like toxic positivity. Um, it might've been was somewhere it? else. No. Oh, well, it, it, it wasn't last week. Okay. Um, it might've been, but like, <laughs> I, I, I know I'm almost positive. It wasn't. Um, but like, there's this idea, right. Where like, I think being too positive too often can be a bad thing. Like when you're projecting that. Yeah. Um, 
because it just sometimes you don't you don't need it <laughs> like uh it it gets old it can get old very fast and then i think the other part when you know we talk about new trainer being excited then you also have like the old trainer and i think that because that becomes a crutch for it becomes a crutch for them because that's that's the thing that is building that, that has built them success mm. and I, again my from my experience I would probably argue that the lo- like the longevity of their clientele is probably fairly short. Yeah. Um, because it again that only goes for so long before it either it gets old and you and the people just don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah. And if you can't change and adapt to like the personality of your client, then you're gonna you're you're gonna lose them at a certain point in time. Right. Um, and if we're talking from business side, like that's not great either. Yeah. Um, because it's way harder and like way harder and way more energy consuming to try and get new clients um, than it is to like keep the current ones happy. Right. So read the room. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and I think even touching on that, um, shit, I just had it lost train of thought. Fuck. It's gone. Uh, read the, read the room. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Like, I had it and it's gone. I was ready to spout off uh. and it's gone. <laughs> Just jumped away. That's fair. Well, if it pops back up, we'll jump back. Um, but that was kind of like largely the like main like things that I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, that. Oh, here it is. Back yeah, to it. There Got we go. It. Let's okay. go. Um, I, from the client side, right? Speaking to basically the energy, you want to find a trainer. I mean, I, depending on where you are, it may be limited. It may be vast, right? You, you may have extensive picks. You want to pick somebody who you vibe with not just the first one that comes up to you who looks all ripped and strong and like they drink milkshakes all day. Right. Like somebody that meets you at your level. Um, like in the same sense, yes, you, you are on the hunt for a personal trainer and they are on the hunt for a client, but you got to find somebody that vibes with you. You can't just take the first Joe that walks up to you and says, Oh yeah, fuck like work with me. You don't know them. Have a conversation with them. Make sure that they fit what you want. Like talk it out before you actually buy anything from them don't just fucking take them at their word like yeah yeah I, you know it's it's an interesting that's an interesting comment because there's so, there's sometimes too right where it's like you know you, the initial days you're kind of like feeling each other out right and it's one of those where it's like yeah it might not click right away but it might eventually mm-hmm. so i mean it's up to you from the client right on how much you're willing to like test the waters and see but from a trainer side too, I think it's really important to note, like it's all, you also have to enjoy the person as well. Like, yeah. And like, I, I will constantly say this, like I am so lucky in what I do because almost everybody that I work with, I also want to hang out with. Yeah. Because like we different, whatever, like whatever varying in opinions or whatever, like they're just cool people to like be around. And I like talking to them because I'm going to be honest. Like I've had some people that I'm just like, Nope. No, my God. Like you're, you're a struggle to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this guy that I used to work with in Chicago that was uh, like every single time. And I think I said this here, um, but like every single time that it was like time to come up, I'd be like, Hey man, just so you know, we're like up on sessions. And he's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and get some more. And every time I'm like, it, I, th- I always think you hate me. <laughs> and at it, And I remember like when I was leaving um, and I'd like said, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be done. Like, here's some stuff. Like if you want to like, you know, here's some other trainers that I think would be a big, a good fit for you. Um, and I, and they were saying, they said no, but anyway, point is, and I asked him, and I was just like, out of curiosity, like, 
why did you keep working with me? Yeah. Um, and the response was like, why do you ask? And I'm like, cause we, I'm like, I just never felt like we really like clicked well. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, no man, I love working with you. <laughs> um, he was like, you know, you, you always did great. Like, I feel like I always got a good workout. Like I'm just not super talkative. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, cool. Uh, That's just his personality. Yeah. He was just, yeah. he, I mean, dude, it was like crickets. Yeah. And it like turned into like, it's, it was like forcibly small talk for I'm sure. Just, where I'm just like, how's your day? Yeah. Good. Just one word answers. Cool. Yeah. Fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you have a good weekend? Uh-huh. Sure. I'm like, all right. Sweet. <laughs> it's cool. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, time's up. We're going to go ahead and do another set. Yeah. <laughs> I, and another like from the trainer side too is uh, picking your clients, right? Is pick somebody who's motivated, somebody who, you know, yes, they will struggle, but like somebody who wants to keep going, not somebody who's not going to show up, somebody who always cancels on you. Like for me, like we say, we value our time, right? I'm not going to, I'm, I don't want to take your money if you're going to waste my time. Yeah. Like I do this because I want to do this. I do this because I have a plan for it. And if you constantly, consistently fuck that up because you don't want to do it, I don't, I don't want you as a client. Go away. Yeah. Find somebody else to waste your money on. That's a, I think from a new trainer, that's a very important mindset shift that at some point has to happen to realize, like to value your time. Yeah. Um, because I've fired clients before and it's a very weird situation to be in to do that to somebody um, because also because they don't expect it because they're like, they just kind of assume like I am buying a service, therefore I get said service. Yeah. And, but that's not, the, that's not always the case. Yeah. That's also not necessarily the world that we live in. Yeah. Um, because again, it's so much, the, the time is so much better. I become way more motivated to try and help when I, when also I like you. Yeah. Also knowing that you're willing to do some work. Um, come in, show up, like you, you, whether motivated or not, you feel good, you don't like there's so many variations and ways that we can adjust Mm -hmm. to the training day for that, like the training for that day. Um, but if you're like an energy vampire on me, like, or you, you're like, you just don't do the work, you don't show up. Like I would, I would rather not have you or put you to somebody else that might, might be more, maybe, maybe we don't click and that's why. Yeah. Um, or I just, I just don't have the thing for you. Um, but I would rather, I would rather put that off because for one, again, I value my time and I don't like, it sounds so arrogant to say, but like, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not. Um, but like, I just don't want to work with you. Yeah. Um, time, time spent well else time spent better elsewhere. Um, as well as, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. Um, new client, whatever, fire somebody, uh, worth your time value. Oh, also because my clients are a reflection of me. Yeah. Um, because again, we're under the assumption that they don't know better. Yeah. So what they get is based off of what I or you are teaching them. Right. And so if they're not doing work, but they talk about having a trainer and they either, they're not changing in whatever capacity it is for change then that makes that me look bad. You. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's like, that's also a no, no. Yeah. And because another point too, is like your clients are your billboards. Mm-hmm. Like if I do a great job, like you do a great job. Yeah. And if you do a great job, odds are you're going to talk about it. You're right. going to tell people about it and people yeah. are going to notice those things. Right. And so they're gonna be like, Oh, would you, would that free like, marketing? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like all of your clients are marketing. Yeah. Um, like, Half of the clients that I've gotten this year alone have purely been from word of mouth Mm -hmm. because someone's like, I really like what we're doing or I am getting good results or just, I like you. Yeah. Um, and they're like, 
you should go see my guy, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of fun to hear when people are like, oh, yeah, like my guy. Sorry, I thought I... No, go on. Don't throw that shit at me right now. <laughs> it's dark. We're in a goddamn hill. I don't need you looking out the window like there's somebody about to, some no, no, about to I, jump I in. No, no, I thought I saw a blind in my room move. Oh. Yeah. It's wind. Something yeah. I got to worry about later. Yeah, yeah. not All you. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I'll go home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, like, but you, you know, clients, clients are your billboard and your advertisement. They're not doing the work. They're therefore potentially making you look bad. Yeah. It's club. Like people see that shit too. Yeah. Like when I, when I was in the health club, like the, the first person I fired was a, a fairly prominent person, um, kind of in the community to a certain degree. And they like were constantly canceling. They were only doing like a singular, a singular 30 minute session, which I'm not, I, mean, I don't do 30 minutes anymore. Yeah. It's not worth the time. Um, but it's, uh, they, they, but they also, at the time, they also weren't doing any of the work outside of it. Mm-hmm. So like no changes and it, and their, their goal is weight loss. And by the time that I have confronted them, they actually put on weight. Yeah. Like they went in the absolute opposite direction. Um, this was a, this is a fun story. So <laughs> do you have anything to add before I just jump into this? Um, from more from my personal side is I, I won't take clients if I know they won't commit to me. I've done it a couple of times where I've written out a month's worth of programming, like taking the time out to actually go through, discuss what we're going to do, discuss the game plan. They'll show up, do day one, day two. I won't hear from them. Ghost town. Ghost town. And it's like, I'll, I'll hit them up like, yo, like how's training going? Oh, I haven't been doing it. Is there a reason? Is it too much? Do we need to dial back? No, I'm just, I'm tired. I don't want to. <laughs> okay, okay. So are we done? Like, you know, so like people that I get that vibe from, they'll ask me like, hey, do you want to program for me? No. <laughs> like, it, like my, my immediate response to everybody is no. And they'll ask me why. And I'm like, prove to me you're going to commit to me. Prove to me you're going to commit to me, and then I'll write your programming. Yeah. Well, how do I prove it to you? Give me $100. To pay me. Give me $100 right now. I will give you three days of programming. If you do all three days of programming, I'll write you the rest of the month. Yeah. Hey. Most people will be like, $100, that's too much. Like, Then you don't want it. Then perfect. Yeah. If you think $100 a month is too much for personalized programming, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Like, I'm my coach, Like she, she's a friend of mine. You too. Like... I was willing to pay you guys whatever you guys wanted because I value your time. I value your knowledge. I value your experience. You threw me a number. She threw me a number. It was the same number, right? And I was just like, in my head, I'm thinking like, are you undervaluing yourself or are you giving me a deal because we're friends? And I think it's because you're, you're giving me a deal because we're friends, not undervaluing yourself. Like, I know you guys value the shit out of yourselves and what you guys do. <laughs> but like, I had to take that into my mindset and I was like, no, like these are my friends. They're giving me a deal because they know I will do the work. Yeah. They'll know I'll put in the work for it. They're not going to waste their time. People are, people are definitely willing to, uh, I think, especially from like a friend side, right? Like, yeah. I think I told you like free. Yeah. And they're you like, did. I, and I, I was like, I, think I you're told like, you fuck yourself. Like yeah. I'm paying you something. You're like, how's $10? Like, sure. Yeah. Whatever. I was like, I'll pay for your monthly, well, your weekly gas bill. <laughs> so I'll pay for one week of your gas, one bill. week of my gas. <laughs> Um, yeah, that'd be perfect actually. But yeah. anyway, point is, um, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm definitely willing to put in, put in and forgive more for people that I know that are trying. Yeah. Um, cause I was like, look, 
I get it. Like you're motivated. I'm motivated. Right. Um, if you're like, if you're putting in the work, I'm definitely putting in the Mm -hmm. work. Um, because like I want, I want to foster, I want to foster that in, in any of my clients is like, like, let's go. Like, if you're going to do it, we're doing it. Yeah. Like it's not a one way street. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what I love about a client that meets you is just like you have, you meet, you match the energy with each other. But at the end of the day, the client goes home. They're like, yeah, I had a really good workout. The coach goes home and it's like, okay, how do I improve this? Right. So the coach is still working. Yeah. Right. Like some athletes don't see it. Some athletes do see it and they appreciate it. Right. But for the most part, athlete goes home. They're like, all right, cool. I'm done. Like, I don't have to worry about what's next. Coach goes home and goes, all right, what's next? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So like, there's a lot more effort that most athletes don't see behind the clock or after the, you know, behind closed doors, like what goes on for you next? Like we always, um, we don't always say it, but like, we will say like, like you said earlier, your accomplishments mean more to us than they do to you. We know they mean a great deal to you, but it means even more to us that we were able to help get you there. And we prove to ourselves that it works. What we're doing works. It's an accomplishment for us as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's a double win for us. Yeah. yeah. It's probably not a great way to build self-esteem, but that's a lot of what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Cause it's like, Oh shit, I do know what I'm doing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it, like, it's a, yeah. the little reminder is like, I, I, I do this for a reason. Like, Oh, I got this. <laughs> um, yeah. hundred percent. Um, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so going back, to me firing my guy. Yeah. So again, prominent, like a fairly prominent dude, like billboard, right? Perfect advertisement for me. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so the, like it was time to re up and I remember asking them about it and I was like, Hey, what are your thoughts on this? And they came to me, like <clears throat> I saw them just in the gym, they were working out, not with me. And they were like, well, you know, I'm not losing any weight. I'm not doing any of these things. And I was like, well, hold on. Like you're going to cut, don't come at me like this because we need to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, how often are you coming to like what you're, you're following like the plan, right? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, okay, so you're coming to the gym. Like, you know, we're doing these things that I've like given you. And they're like, yep. I'm like, okay. And uh, I remember doing like a measurement and like the doing the measurements and stuff. And I was like, how did, how did you put on weight? Like, yeah. this doesn't make sense. Like, so the only logical conclusion is like, if you were doing the things that I am saying, like, and you're saying yes to like, you're following the plan, like, at that point in time, even if it was a shitty plan, like you're still going to get some level of results. Yeah. Right. Cause it was early on into my, like earlier on into my career. And so I was like, you know what? I'm like, I don't, I don't believe him. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hate that. I hated that feeling of like, Oh, I don't believe you. Yeah. Like calling your, of having to call your client out. I was just like, yep. That wasn't fun. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't believe this shit. So I have X, like they, they didn't go to another gym. So they only went to this club mm-hmm. and the, I can look that shit up, right? <laughs> like yeah, the power the of technology records. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So because all the clubs, you have to, you have sign to give in. a card yeah. to somebody to sign in. So I like pull it up. And from like, I looked at from the start of when we, when we, uh, they came in or when we started working together to like that moment. And I was like, and at that point it was like 12, I think it was like a 12 pack or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, you have come in a total of 12 times in like, I was seeing them once a week. So like 12 times across 12 weeks, yeah. that's three months. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, what the hell, man? I'm like, and he's like, well, that can't be true. I was like, it is true. I'm like, you can't, there is no, none of these health clubs that you can somehow sneak into. Yeah. 
I'm like, you have to walk through a front desk and somebody has to take your card. That's just the company policy. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I'm like, so you've worked out a total, at least for, unless you're, unless you're lying about another gym that you're going to, um, I was like, you have worked out a total of six times. hours <laughs> because they were 30 minute sessions. Yeah. And, uh, and they were just like, okay. And, and like, but it was more so in like the, okay, like, oh shit. Like, yeah. I'm you like, got me. Either, either, either this guy was so delusional that he thought that he was doing way more. Yeah. Or I was weird. I was wrong somewhere else, but based off of their reaction, I begged, I going to gather it was the, the, the prior. Mm-hmm. So, and so we like, at that point I was like, look, I have another trainer. If you want to work with another trainer, I was like, but, um, our time together is going to be done after like at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm like, because I'm like, I'm clearly not going to be the right person for you to like get you to do the things that you need to do. Right. And I like, there was people at the front desk and I remember them like after like we like separated ways, like in the gym. Um, and Oh, sorry. As an aside, like I, I wasn't like mad at him. No, I was frustrated yeah. for sure. But like, I wasn't going to change my tune to him at all. So like, it was a it was a heavy conversation to be had because I was firing him, um, but it, like I, when I still saw him, I was just like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like, you know, blah blah blah. What's mm-hmm. up? Like, how's this? You know, the things in your life going? Like, I'm not gonna be a stranger or right. an asshole. Yeah. For one, because I don't want to be that person, and two, because I also have to see that person whenever right. they do come in. Yeah. So like, hostile work environment not a great idea. Um, but I remember the like the people like at the front desk were just like, "Yo," <laughs> like that was uncomfortable for us to listen to. Uh, they're like, cause you just straight called this dude out hard. Yeah. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Um, like I had to be real with them. Like, I'm not going to coddle this guy to just to like make them feel better when they're not doing anything. I'm not, I'm not in it. Like the amount of money that I made off of that guy was not worth my time. Wrong. Yeah. Like in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was just a frustration and a heart, like a headache. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny, but later on he asked about like if he can come back um and like train with me and i felt so bad because i was like no man i'm like i'm sorry i'm like it's (laughs) like it's nothing against you yeah even though it kind of is it's all against it's literally all against you (laughs) but i was like look man i'm like it's like i still like you i still love you like no issues no problems like nothing like that i was like but from this professional side it's just not gonna work out right um and I was, and I was like, I'm like this person I've talked to already. Like, if you are interested, they're more than willing to do like a free session with you. Like you kind of feel it out, see whatever. I'm like, they're really good. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, I was all about promoting other people. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was it. Like that ended up being the, the, uh, being the end of it. And that was, uh, there was an interesting realization. My boss was not happy with me at that point either. Cause they're like, yo, what are you doing? Um, my job. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> and cause he was like, uh, you, that was, that was money lost. I'm like, I get it, but it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, and that was like an interesting, like turning point for me. Um, because it, that was like that, the moment that I realized like, Oh shit. Okay. Like I have, I have the control to say like, yes or no. Yeah. And I was lucky enough at that point in time where I wasn't like starving for, to like to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of, I crossed that hump at that point in time and where it was like, I, had the ability to pick and choose. And so it was, it was like a really interesting turning point to say like, okay, my time is valuable. I have the, like I, at that point I trusted into what I was doing and also had the, uh, kind of the understanding that like, 
if it's not gonna if it's not working, like it stops trying to fit like a square peg into a round hole type of thing. Right. Um, and it was it was just kind of a fun. It's kind of a fun story that I like to tell. I guess it's not fun for them. <laughs> fun for me. Um, and kind of like it's because it, every time that I tell that to somebody who's new, like a new trainer that's like asking for advice or thoughts or whatever. Like I'll bring this story up at some point in time, yeah. Because it's like it's just a valuable teaching lesson to say like, you don't need that, yeah. Um, like there, if you're if you do well at your job and you're a, not a shitty person, like m- like people will find you, right? And you will find people to fill that space, people that you're going to be able to, you know, that are going to pay you, yeah, for your time and value everything that you're going to give them. So seek those people out. Um, because they're going to be, they're going to sit with you longer. You're you yourself as a trainer are going to feel more fulfilled because you're actually having an impact on somebody rather than just going through the motions. Cause that shit sucks. Yeah. It's just boring. Do it. It's fucking boring. It's boring. And it's not fulfilling. No, because they're not, they're not getting any better. Mm-mm. Right. And then, because what happens, like you kind of brought this up, we were talking about like mentality because what ends up happening is like, cause this happened to me where I started running through this like spiral spiral in my brain where I'm just like, okay, maybe I'm not that good. Like maybe I don't know what I'm doing because I can't have a positive effect on this. And us as humans, we always go straight to the negatives mm-hmm. with all the negative com- like connotation or not connotations, but like the negative negativities in our lives will almost always weigh heavier on the positives. And it's really easy to get sucked into that stuff where I like this one person, I'm like, I'm not getting results off of it. I'm like racking my brain, freaking out that I'm like, shit, I'm a fraud. Yeah. When at the exact same time, I'm like, I got like, 15 other people that are having like wild success yeah so like what the hell are you like why or are right. you thinking that way so like if you ever do run into that if you're a trainer listening to this like keep the, keep those concepts in your head to know that like uh odds are that one person is probably the outlier mm-hmm. and not like the rest of the data um if it's more than one person you probably look a little bit deeper inward and yeah, uh, reassess reevaluate a little yeah. bit but like, if you're new, that's that's gonna be a thing. Like, just it, know that you it's suck. It's a learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> like, know that you kind of suck. Yeah. And uh, it's gonna get better. We all sucked at the beginning. Yes, we did. Nobody came out was just like, I'm the best. Nobody. Be- yeah, because more often than not, like, they had to learn too. Yeah, they somebody ha- you have to start somewhere. You have to learn somewhere. Yeah. Um, and especially for like the new people, like you don't. I was very fortunate in the way that I kind of went through my training, um, or like my come up as as a trainer because the school taught or the, the like part of the curriculum was to have clients mm-hmm. um from the very get-go as you are learning like and these people were it was they're paying like ten dollars like we didn't get paid for it but like that they, they paid fuck all to be able to do like work with a, tr- a new trainer yeah knowing that they were a new trainer knowing that they're going to suck knowing that they're trying to get better but the that gave me a lot of confidence to be able to like how to talk to somebody and like Mm. teach somebody like wildly worth it yeah um but like most certifications most programs don't have that so you never like your first experience of like actively working with a client is like at your first job yeah which is a nightmare and most places do an absolutely terrible job bringing you up and like building confidence and and like how to do that shit yeah it's insane for sure so if you're new listening to this, like just you, you, you got to fail. Yeah. Like keep failing. Don't let it beat you up. Um, and just note that like, if you keep trying, you will get better. Fall down nine, stand up 10. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I 
had the fortunate upbringing as far as coaching and guiding goes. Like everyone that I interned with, I feel they did a really good job showing me their way how to do it and then encouraging me to apply my own way. And they would follow me and watch what I do and they'd be like, hey, maybe don't say this, try this. Or, hey, maybe when you're performing this, stand in front of them or stand side. Like giving me good critique. So I I have to say thank you to everybody that helped me get to where I was because I I will say that I had a the path of least resistance, basically. I, I followed, not to a T, and I learned my own way how to move throughout the CrossFit coaching spectrum. Um, probably a lot easier than most coaches have it or Pro- had it. Probably. Yeah. Well, the, it's the, the adage, right? You, you, we stand on the shoulders of the people that came before us. Yeah. And I think that's an important, like, it's important to remember, like, you almost never come up by on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, very rarely is that a thing, right? Takes you, a village. You learn from somebody. You've learned from somebody else's mistakes, right? That's the kind of the, the whole point of, uh, like, teaching um, is to be able to, like, instill the wisdom, um, right? Like, one of the, the guy that I was working with at the at the gym, right? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of that. Like, they never ha- he never had any experience in, like, coaching like that. And there was nobody to help him. And so you know, I, I think I'm good, but you know, I'm sure I got, I definitely got stuff to learn, Yeah. but it's like, but the, like the minor things that like you learn along the way, I was able to kind of give them, give him notes right off the bat. I was like, here's what I saw. Here's what I need you to do. Yeah. And then like, and it was like a night and day difference when they started to implement that. And then like kind of, you were saying like, I was like, okay, you're, you just now sound like you're regurgitating me. Mm-hmm. I was like, so take the concept and make it yours. Yeah. Like say it in your way. I'm like, don't say it my way. Yeah. Um, like, cause it sounds forced. <laughs> I'm like, find your voice. He's a good kid. I hope he does really well. He's crushing it. I check it. I check in. I check up with him every That's so awesome. often. Uh, tell, tell him I said, hi, I, I tell him, no, tell him he owes me a workout. First of all. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, hundred percent. No, he's, he's doing very well good. with, I'm glad. uh, I'm very glad the new place. Um, but yeah, it's like, that shit's important, right? Like again, the education for new trainers, new coaches is more often than not absolute dog shit yeah. in a lot of places. And that's because the people who are like running the show don't know, they don't know how to do it because they've kind of had to like figure it out on their own and never had like guidance in a way to like teach or never asked or never asked, um, or are interested. Yeah. Like there's that point too. Mm-hmm. Um, getting like real preachy right here <laughs> for some reason. Well, you and I did say we haven't done this in a I don't know, 10 episodes now. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we haven't really talked fitness in a little bit. Yeah. We haven't ranted like this in a little bit either. So <laughs> I guess the the cap to the you know thing to look at. So bringing it back to the main topic here. So a lot of the like these kind of like warning signs from like a, from a client side are things I, in, in my, I guess, our opinion is to to pay attention to into the trainer that you're looking for and knowing that it's like hey there these are some things to look at and uh either if you're comfortable with it address it or find somebody new um if you're a coach and you find yourself doing any of these things stop it (laughs) don't do these things anymore yeah reassess Uh, reassess because um you're giving a you're giving a bad experience to you're likely giving a bad experience to the to your client um, as well as you're likely putting them in some risks, depending on which fault you've you're realizing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And if you're a more of a veteran trainer and this is like, you find yourself in some of these things like, and, and you're having issues with it, then time to, time to reassess as well. Though, yeah. The one thing I like to, to say or discuss, especially cause I've been through it. I know you've been through it. Like you will get burnt out. Right. And if you know, like if you want to keep pursuing training, if you want to be a personal training coach, whatever, but you are feeling burnt out, take a break. Yes. Take a break. Okay. CrossFit gyms, global gyms, facilities, they don't pay you no health insurance. They don't give a fuck about your health. You're going to burn out and they don't give a shit. You're replaceable. (laughs) That's what we've been told our whole lives coming into this fucking industry. You're replaceable. Right. Take a fucking break. Yes. If you if you definitely feel like you're getting to that point, especially like kind of a point of apathy, that's definitely a warning sign yeah. for you personally to be like, ah, I should probably step back. Yeah. I think also kind of what we were talking about too, about being able to kind of pick your clients a little bit and, you know, kind of like what I was saying where I'm like super fortunate that I want to hang out with every single person that I work with. That makes the job so much easier Yeah, because it, it takes so much of that stress off of having to like, force something or force a connection Mm -hmm. because when like it's like with you know friends like we all have like the good friend yeah that we can just like i mean fuck we were both just like randomly laying down on the couch just talking about comics and comics and shit (laughs) and it was like none of that was forced it just kind of naturally happened yeah right so like there's a there's a very ease like i i'm very much at ease around you um and so that same babe babe but that same rule applies to like clients as well like i'm at ease a lot with my clients yeah. now, from a professional side, I'm very much on yeah. and like still doing the things that I need to do. But like, I don't have that added level of stress of like trying to necessarily prove something. Right. Um, and that like, that just makes, you know, I had a long ass day today. Yeah. Well, I saw a decent amount of people and like, I'm not stressed about it. Like yeah. I had awesome times mm-hmm. every hour. <laughs> like it was great. I can't complain. Yeah. Um, so it, it make it makes, it makes the burnout a lot less, Potent, like it lowers the potential but, potential of burnout yeah for sure yeah de- definitely on the on the personal training side it, it's definitely a lot easier because you you are able to pick your clients on the on the group gym side like the groups class sides it's a little harder right it's a lot harder and you you have to you have to realize that in yourself when you are hitting your limit you have to you have to internalize or, or look inside and be like yo like i'm beat i'm burnt you know and you have to step away there's no, there's no shame in it, right? Like it happens. It happens. And it will only make you a better coach to step away, take a week, take whatever time you need to take off to, to come back and be like, all right, I'm good to go again, but take that break. Otherwise you, if you hit that burnout wall, cause I hit that burnout wall. I've hit it twice now. <laughs> I quit coaching for a year. That's true. You cause, did. cause I'm just like, yo, fuck this. Like, I don't want to work for these assholes. I don't want to coach these assholes. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like, this is stupid. But it was a bad mindset. It was a terrible mindset because my frustration was not at the athletes. My frustration was, you know, like, I should have seen this coming and I should have taken my own break. Yeah. You know, so speaking from experience, (laughs) take a break. Yeah, it helps. Um, Yeah. No, that's. I think that's a really good uh, kind of good end point on that one. Yeah. Um, anything else kind of on the topic or I guess not on the topic that you want to chat about? Um, I feel like there's a lot off topic that we could talk about, but yeah. <laughs> maybe let's stick to more on topic. Uh, as far as this specific topic, uh, no, I think, you know, without regurgitating everything we already said, uh, you 
take breaks, pick your clients, have fun, be safe, but have fun with it. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. It should be something you enjoy, especially if this is what you want to do to make money. You, you got to enjoy it. It's true. You have to enjoy it because <laughs> starting off, you're not going to make shit. <laughs> you're not going to make shit. Promise you. Uh, yes. De- definitely depending on where you're working for yeah. sure. Um, more often than not, if you're working at a CrossFit gym, good luck. Yeah. You're not making any money either. Nope. More often than not. Mm-hmm. Also, ask. Ask for more money than what they offer you. <laughs> ask for more. Hey, if you have experience. If you're brand new, you're fucked. You, you kind of get what you you're get. You're fucked. To yeah. a certain degree. Take that internship. <laughs> <laughs> don't pay for your internship No, either. don't pay for your internship. If they're making you pay a gym membership to be an intern for your free services. Uh, we got some bigger problems there. Woosa. Woosa. Yeah. Take a breath, my friend. Breathe it in. Let it out. <laughs> Don't pay for internships. Um, There's no such thing as a pay to intern. It's a paid internship. Or unpaid. I mean, or, I, there, or there's unpaid. definitely unpaid. Yeah, but never a you have to pay to intern. Yeah, that's that's silly. Asinine in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it made me think. Sorry. There, I, I can, I can, <laughs> th- I can argue a point to why you might pay for something. But I was thinking one too. Is like you pay for an education, but yeah, there, there's, there's certain. I know of facilities that will have stuff like that, but they're also like kind of world renowned. Yeah. Um, for like the education standpoint, mm-hmm. so you're more so you're paying for essentially like on-site practicals. Yes. From like a leading expert. Yes. So that one I could argue more, but. But on on average across the more board, more often than not, <laughs> that that that's a, that's a a little bit more of a rarity. Yeah. So I went, you uh, that's an outlier. Use those as an outlier. Right. An exception to the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, like if Ryan and I start our own facility, ah, we're probably not going to charge you. Anything. I want. I uh, know. Yeah. If, we're, if if it's if it's <laughs> just thinking, if it's, it's going to be something that we're like coaching classes because it's a it's because it's a potential like uh, employee. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Like also i don't i don't believe in that shit like if, if someone's gonna come on like i it, you have to pay yeah i think it's i think it's unacceptable in some of the way some of the ways that these things work these days um i mean i've been out of like i guess the bigger box places so things might have changed but i'd be very surprised that uh like you get paid fucking nothing to like kind of struggle mm-hmm. especially in places too where like you're not learn, you don't really get a whole lot of learning experience mm-hmm. um so it's kind of like a figure it out like I, I mean yeah man like because the second from a training side i think in my opinion the second you you start like when you become desperate for money um because you're not making any money uh potential clients can feel that that you're like you're striving for that sale mm-hmm. Um, or like you're pushing for the sale because you need money. Yeah. And the second people start feeling like a dollar sign, like you're losing them. Yeah. Um, and like, that's not good. Yeah. Um, and to assert like from a business side, like, yes, you do have to look at people as like, they are money to a certain degree. Right. Like if you want your business to succeed, you want to eat. I like to eat food. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to support like myself. I want to be able to do do stuff with Marissa. Like I want a roof over my head. Like I have to make money. Yeah. Right. So that's always a thing that exists in like in the background, but like I'm, I I hope that I am never projecting that onto my clientele. Um, because that's like, that's, that's not good or your staff or your staff. Yeah. There's a way to talk. There is definitely a way to talk about finances in a way that doesn't come across 
as like you are my money machine. Yeah. Um, because that the same sentiment applies from like the higher up too, where it's like the second that like as an employee you start feeling like a dollar sign, that's also a pretty a pretty bad place to be in. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable. Nope. <laughs> um, so as a trainer, just note that there's uh, you know, if you're if you're fairly decent at what you do, you can pretty much work anywhere. Um, which is nice. So if I yeah. That's that. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Um, Mr. Eric, where can people find us? People can find us at our Instagram at another period rep period podcast. And you can re- reach out to us at another rep podcast at gmail.com. So like you're doing like a quick, like remix. And you can listen to us wherever you lose. You listen to podcasts, um, hit that link tree up in the Instagram page mm. and you get a link to all of that. Um, all of our podcasts, you know, Spotify, yeah. YouTube, yeah. Twitch sometimes. Maybe eventually. <laughs> Hopefully at some point in time, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of fun to do live we, stuff. We got to use that thing. I do. I do to play video games. Yeah. So I need, I need to get you the login. Yeah. So I can stream. You can stream video games too. If you ever want to randomly watch either me or Eric or at some point in time, as as us boomers learn how to use uh, Twitch more, yeah. uh, both of us to maybe playing video games and mm-hmm. hopefully at some point in time be able to do like live stream stuff for the podcast, uh, give it a give the channel a subscribe. Yeah, Twitch.tv slash another rep. Woo! How do I remember that? I have no I, idea. Like, That's never. impressive though, that because that flowed right off the tongue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, you're like a spokesman for Twitch right now. I guess. <laughs> Try to hey man, trying to become an affiliate. All right, <laughs> I want to do that. Um, oh, also, uh, if you have any questions, um, hit up our our line. Yeah. Right? Text us, call us, 530-PODCAST. Uh, That's it. That's it. All right, bye. Bye.